0: What is happening? I think I turned it down enough this time. Uh, This is Whiskey with an Agent. We have, uh, let's see, this is episode number eight. This is the downfall of Zillow. Zillow has been having a hard time with their iBuyer program. So we have myself, Jared, and we have Chris Noon from the Noon Group, and then we have a guest here with us, James Evans from the kelt or the uh, the kilted team i'm sorry um he is so, the kilted realtor he Springs. is the kilted realtor don't I say that too loud. i might get a
1: seasoned assist from Nar. <laughs> uh Oh,
2: sorry that's true <laughs> that's true that's true i never that, spoke uh, there
0: what's, that's why uh, i changed what's... the kilted team <laughs> yeah there you go sorry oh because you can't be the kilted realtor mm-hmm. correct don't like that Got the you. realtor gotcha. yeah. yep. um well, oh, real quick, you can, uh, let's get our social stuff out of the way. <clears throat> you can find me on Facebook. You can go to Facebook and look for JDA Homes. You can also find me on YouTube. I do quite a bit of, uh, quite a few videos. I do a monthly report every, well, every month. And you can go to YouTube, find me there. Search JDA Florida Homes, And then Chris, I'll let you take yours.
2: Yep, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I predominantly live and reside in Instagram, uh, but you can find me there. I do have a YouTube presence. So you can find me on LinkedIn and a quick Google search. you find me anywhere.
0: And then we have the one and only James Evans from the Kilta team. You can find him on Facebook if you go to Real Estate kelt. That's C-E-L-T. So make sure you spell it. Correctly. (laughs) What's going on, James?
1: Uh, Nothing much. Just uh, excited to hang out with uh, two fellow very savvy and intellectual realtors.
2: Uh, Oh, man. You're too kind, sir. You're You're too kind. (laughs) kind. Let's just let everyone know that you are, in fact, a genius,
0: right? Your IQ? (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's go ahead and get that out of the way. What (laughs) (laughs) what is your IQ? I got a a big. I mean, it's what is it like two hundred or something? Nah, I'm not what that cool. One forty three. Oh, okay. 1. That's oh, pretty, okay. I'm
1: barely, <laughs> barely a genius. That's oh, still
0: smarter than me, sir. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, it's kind of like being a doctor. I mean, even if you get Cs and Ds in uh, medical school, you're still a doctor, right? Still so doctor. get degrees. That's right. just get degrees. So. <laughs> well, well, everyone, what are we
2: what are we drinking tonight?
0: Oh man, I tell you what. Let's let our guest talk oh, first. Boy. Let's let him tell us so what I, he's got. I don't
1: know if anybody can see what that says with the glare, but that is Kilted Realtor approved. It is Uh-oh. a Jack Daniel's single barrel rye. Uh, oh, I limited.
0: thought I thought you were gonna. Yeah. I thought you were gonna tell me that was your own, your own, <laughs> own <laughs> barrel own of whiskey, your own kilted <laughs> barrel of whiskey.
1: No, I uh, awesome. I got this from a, a Jack Daniel's. Uh, Five course entree meal with a Jack Daniel's pairing. Um, a, a wonderful, wonderful client of mine um, brought me to all of these. She was the Jack Daniel's sales rep, and I miss her dearly. She moved down to Tampa, breath. but oh. uh, yeah, that's I was getting fire. oh, it was. I was getting all kinds of Jack Daniel bottles. So I was drinking nothing but Jack for eight years straight. So that's <laughs> awesome.
0: Nice. I actually, awesome. I haven't had that one.
3: I haven't had it's
1: that one super, yet. Super, super flavorful. And again, tilted rail to approved. Laser laser engraved right on the
0: bottle.
3: That is awesome. Oh, <laughs> you know you can't get rid of that now. You know I you can. can I'm actually it. gonna fill it with
1: like apple juice or something.
0: Um, nah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to give that to some of your guests and see what they say. Tell right. them I'm, Stale I, I've I've got this like really good whiskey you gotta try, and it's just apple juice and see what they're I'd be curious to see what their reaction right. is. Be like, Yeah, James, it's it's uh it's really <laughs> it's good. It's kinda sweet. It's not very strong. So. Uh, it's really <laughs> sweet, actually. <laughs> <right>. So <clears throat> I'll
2: go what, next. Um, what about you, Chris? So this is High West a win- uh, Midwinter Nights Dram. So I got this with my boys at my bachelor party up in Park City. And little did I know it was a $300 bottle. And it is delicious. It really is. So I figure, being that it is a winter, midwinter's night, might as well have a, a dram or two.
0: Very nice. I love that sound. Yeah, I love
2: that sound too. I do it just purposely. I don't open right. it until I get here. Yep,
1: squeeze it a little bit so it makes that nice pop.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, followed by a hit in the
0: table. So, what are you drinking <laughs> other than beer, Jared? Well, I had I had the beer, and then uh, I've actually got. So, I bought a Glen Marangi, um What was it? A couple couple episodes ago. And then it actually had a couple little uh, minis in here. So one of them is a 12 year, and then the other is a 14 year. Nice. So, so you're gonna be just sipping on those tonight. Huh? So I'm gonna sip on these. I mean, I've got. Don't get me wrong. I've got some more whiskey in there in case these two run out. But uh, I feel it I with these. A try
2: with our topic. Well, you're gonna run out of that real quick. <laughs> You think
0: so? I'm, I'm hoping you sip
1: directly out of the bottle, though. Just, you know, a little. Yeah. Make sure you get the pinky. Oh, no, get the pinky, pinky up, pinky. sir. No, no.
0: I, I got my nice uh, Mickey, Mickey pass, holder. pass holder. Yeah. We're not pass holders anymore, but I'll be sipping it out of this fancy fancy cup. Very so. cool.
2: Well, pour your drink, everyone. Let's raise a glass and thank all of our guests for joining us tonight.
0: Ooh, hold on no, a second. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yep. And of course, waiting for this guy.
0: I know. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Pinky in the air. There we go. Ooh, buddy. Oh, So good. That is good. Um, well, before we jump into all of the, the Zillow stuff, James. <clears throat> you're the kilted. Kilted. I get kilted and kilted. Uh, mixed up. So you're the Kilted Realtor. How did that come about? Where does that come from? Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself.
1: <laughs> well, um, it, it actually starts my days at UCF. Um, so I I went to school for economics and it was a super easy degree. I know that sounds really cocky, but I've been doing personal finance and I've been reading the Wall Street Journal since I was nine years old. So finance comes second nature to me. Um, I started trading stocks at 15 so I did economics so I didn't have to do finance that's really what what it came down to mm, um right so I spent most of my time at UCF in the library learning about Irish history so I bought myself a kilt um you know just to go to the bars and, and party and nice. uh, women love kilts by the way so when you're I I wore it a lot because my buddies realized I was a way better pickup artist than they were so they would buy my liquor or beer all night, and all I had to do was go find women to pick up for them and then refer- basically give them a referral. Uh, hey, you know, come here, come here James. I got this wonderful lady. She's awesome. And you guys both are you know, biology students, whatever. Um, and I'd find that connection. And uh, that's. so I wore the kilt hat. And then through college, as my friends started graduating, they would always call me up. You know, Hey, James, what do I do with my 401k? Should I do a 401k or a pension plan? And I got right. so sick of those questions that I started a personal finance blog called the cash flow kilt. Um, so then I'm 27 years old. I get my real estate license. And uh, I was like, why is somebody going to use some stupid 27 year old with no life experience? And I said, well, they're going to use me because I'm awesome at what I do. And mm-hmm. I got them to talk to me by wearing a kilt. It was the dice breaker. And that's how mm-hmm. I started with the real estate celt. And then as I partnered up with my uh, my best friend from fifth grade, we became a kilted team.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So do you do you have any um, uh, Scottish descent or is that just, did that, kind All of, in did the beard. that idea kind of come <laughs> from that yeah. or was it, was it just strictly a, a, a college thing? And you just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to wear a kilt.
1: So believe it or not, I've been called the big burly man since middle school. Um, okay. I went into high school at six foot three, 300 pounds um so I have always been bigger than everybody else okay um, yeah. and uh so I've always been the big burly man the big burly kelp um actually if you want to find me on xbox it's big burly kelp um, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so that's just what people called me so that's why the cash flow Celt came real easy and with the kilt it just it made sense it it meshed with the brand that my sphere and, and
2: friends already knew yeah, but so, do you actually have lineage too? I mean, or is the yeah. red? Do you dye it? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is
1: all natural. Um, all natural. I, I actually used to be a little ginger, and then I had back surgery, and, and anesthesia can actually change your hair color. Oh, um, crap. I don't but, know. Uh, yeah, I used to be a ginger, and now I'm a brunette. But, um,
3: <laughs> so but it kept the it, beard. The beard stayed yeah, alive, which so, is great. Yeah, so it
1: affects yep. testosterone and estrogen differently. Um <laughs> And your beard yeah. is actually, if I remember the science right, your beard is grown through estrogen, not testosterone. Um, wow. Yeah,
0: interesting.
1: interesting. But your hair is grown that through is testosterone.
2: Very interesting. Yeah, if
1: I got the science right, somebody, some medical student's gonna kick my ass later. But you know, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. There's, no, but, there's a medical no, no, student watching. nobody. A, in, call us out. Yeah. Nobody in med school watching this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're but all no, I'm, studying. I'm, a, the... I'm mostly Irish, and then I do have Scottish and English, and you know, all of the other countries in the Great uh,
0: UK. So. Very cool. That is so, so cool. Very cool. Yeah. Man, I wish I had a cool story man. like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. My, my I don't. I mean, right here. <laughs> I right I, I had a beard. I had a beard last year, but that was only because <laughs> I just I wasn't flying and I could grow a beard, and then I had to shave it. Yeah. So I, I haven't shaved this cool in a...
1: like four years. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. What's your oil man. treatment? What's your, <laughs> <laughs> your <laughs> regimen? What's your yeah. regimen? <laughs> So I,
1: I mostly use uh, vanilla and macadamia oil. Um, uh-huh. I won't buy any kind of shampoo that doesn't have macadamia oil in it. Hmm. So okay, but it, all hair is different. So you got to try out your your nuts, so to speak.
2: I gotcha. Right. Yeah. Usually, I'm growing mine out from November first. Um, I do like a no shave, and then I grow it all the way out to to March. <clears throat> and so, but this year, being that I'm getting married this coming week, I can't. I got to keep it. I got to keep it trimmed for the most part. If she
1: can't like your rugged, she can't love you at all.
2: Oh, this is what she yeah. wants. She wants this. And she actually <laughs> she when she when we first met was in January. So I had a full beard. Like I had maybe a quarter of what you had James. And so it was like it was a good it was a good beard. And so she actually really likes the beard. But like for for wedding purposes, like it can't yeah. be it can't be during this like, mid stage, like just so like, weird growth like it yeah. needs to be either the full beard or it needs to be a, a tamed
0: beard so <laughs> but I was, me. meanwhile this this is about uh this is about two weeks for me no i'm just kidding yeah, that's that's like my my seven o'clock a.m
1: shadow yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's serious. laughs>
0: so you
2: haven't shaved in four years
1: and entirely yeah so i i shaved yeah. actually it's probably been longer than that i think i shaved my first year second year when I worked for the sheriff's
2: office and that was
1: 2015 area so yeah. it's been longer than yeah
2: wow yeah. Yep. so you probably have like a wicked tan line just paler
1: oh, than yeah. pale I'm sure the <laughs> last time I shaved it was middle of summer and I walked outside and you know Florida 100 degree heat and I was like oh my gosh it's so cold that's the
2: weirdest thing it really is when you actually shave to the bare face and after having a beard for a long time oh my god like the slightest breeze like whoo open a
1: window i was i was freezing in 100 degree weather (laughs) yeah yeah wild. i bet
0: well um well real quick i haven't seen any comments yet so we've got some people watching so let us know what you are drinking if you're drinking water that's fine if you're drinking whiskey beer some sort of soda or Whatever you're drinking, let us know in the comments. Um we're always curious to hear what uh, what everybody's drinking while they're watching this because we need to know what kind of shenanigans we're gonna get into tonight. And uh we might <laughs> we're get we into might some be shenanigans more entertaining by you know, if you stay and watch the whole show, it's probably gonna be more entertaining towards the end of the show. And if I have to I'm gonna cut the show if it gets too crazy because <laughs> I've already been talking to these guys earlier today and, and I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. So no, um, just like so just, stick just around and sticks. see if I'm gonna have if if I you know, I'll have I'm I'm gonna keep recording but the live stream is gonna go because <laughs> we might have to edit some stuff out if we get if it gets too crazy. Ah oh, man, oh, come on, I do Jen's cop so. Super
2: Bowl over here.
3: What's
1: that? <laughs> yeah. We we'll do the Janice Joplin Super Bowl over here. Oh. <laughs> or no, uh, Janet Jackson. Janet
2: Jan Jan, Jackson. Jan. There okay, you go. That's what you're thinking. The there other. J- yeah. 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 Joplin's
1: a little what? bit, a little bit older than that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Not, not, as risky.
1: Yeah. Right. Maybe. That's what. That's what Jared
2: grew up on. Janet Jackson. Joplin. Jackson. No, Joplin. Joplin. <laughs> yeah.
0: no, I'm not. Not quite. Janice Joplin. Not that old. I'm. I'm just Josh I'm, your brother. i I'm, I'm 41. I'm 41 not I know who she is though so, but uh anywho <laughs> moving on um so before I mean it's we're already 20 minutes into this guys see how time wow. flies and we're just talking about beards kel- kilts, and and whiskey <laughs> well kelts and kilts and whiskey and beards and but tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the iBuyer program and specifically uh, what happened to Zillow. And that's why we have James here, because James actually has been following this pretty closely. Um, I mean, a little bit more closely than than I have Chris I don't know how much you've been you've been paying attention to it but I mean it's it's definitely an important part of real estate and you know we we keep intact but I think James you've you've kind of dive or dove dive dove, dove. you've kind of jumped you've jumped into this kind of head first and you know really been following a lot of stuff that's been going on is that I mean is that something that is this whole thing is the iBuyer program is that something that had interested you or were you following it because, or why were you, you know, following it? So
1: I have viewed Zillow as for a very long time. And and Chris, Mm -hmm. you've known me a while. I've I've done panels within our brokerage, even, um, on the threat that Zillow posed to realtors, traditional realtors today. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've been speaking on this for five years within fellow realtors Mm -hmm. and zillow posed a problem because they have all of the eyeballs right so anybody who's searching for real estate all of their searches everybody you talk to starts from zillow and that's a problem because their estimates were so inaccurate they had flawed information and then if you did click on something you got hounded by three four sometimes five realtors at a time so i've been following the zillow process for a long time and then when they got their uh broker's license They got their mortgage license they got their title license um so they had a vertical stack uh which was a very competitive advantage and Mm -hmm. it i mean last year i said if zillow wins if they are able to do this efficiently and you know proves they can't but at least not yet um i said realtors don't have five years left in the business um so pick your exit strategy so it's been High on my radar. I will tell you what when the news came out, uh, the CEO tweeted that um, they were stepping back from the iBuyer and you know due to losses, yeah. three hundred and fifty-seven yeah. million. Yeah. I drank in celebration. Um. Yeah, so <laughs> did
3: I. I, yeah. <laughs>
1: and I was like, yeah,
0: yes. I was, I was pretty shocked when I heard you know that they were backing out and they basically. So one of the things I was reading about the CEO is he was talking about you know he's. He's a swing for the fences kind of guy. So mm-hmm. some of the the comments and things that he's talk- that he said, he's like, you know, he kind of looks at it looks at it as kind of like the game of baseball. If I'm going to go up to bat, I'm not going to bunt. I'm going to swing for the fences, and that's yep. essentially. I mean, that's what he said. He did. He was swinging for the fences. Unfortunately, it seems like he struck out. He struck out pretty big. I mean, hard. So just, the, the Zillow you know,
1: iBuyer program has not made money since they started it. This quarter right. where they lost 367, that wasn't the beginning. They've been losing 37% uh, per quarter since they started this. Um, this has been a, a loss producing asset. Now mm. I understand they their losses are a little bit different than what people think because they've got they're they're buying it and then they've got those service charges. So they're buying it for reduced value, but they've got service charges on the back end. Mm -hmm. So it's not as bad as, you know, they reported on paper, but they still took heavy losses. Um, Yeah. And then obviously they had title and then they had the mortgage side. So they were able to build back some of that money, but Mm -hmm. it's going to create shockwaves.
2: Yeah, it wasn't doing as much as they had hope in a fast amount of time. Correct. Plus, they were too reliant on the algorithm not actually having Correct. local realtors on the ground. They claimed they had local realtors and local brokerages like on the ground. But those were predominantly their listing agents. And even then yeah. they yeah. struck a deal and they were willing like, take it the lead and say, throw it up whatever you want. Sure. And yeah, so the Figueroa like... team
1: or Orlando did Zillow and Veronica,
2: uh, Veronica Figueroa. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I, I bought one of it. Well, not me personally, but a client of mine, and their team was, was satisfactory. I had no issues with them. Um, but it was very cut and dry. You could tell they had a script of what they could follow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not a normal transaction, even with the Figueroa team.
2: No, it was very one sided. Yeah. Um, it really is. Even their contract, if you're selling mm-hmm. your property to Zillow, it's one sided. It, is it oh, really gosh. is. You're locked in. Um, yeah. It's its pretty bad. Yeah. Even when you sign it, and you find out like exactly what you're walking away with, you can't back out because of the way it's structured. Um, yeah. And its it kind of sucks. But ultimately, their algorithm bit them in the butt. And just because they didn't have in or on the ground knowledge, and they weren't listening.
0: They were just trusting the algorithm.
3: So and you I, I you think the really me...
0: oh, so you mean to tell me that the the Zillow the Zestimate is not accurate? That's exactly <laughs> what we're saying.
3: What so are you the kidding
1: me? The super interesting thing is that they weren't buying on the Zestimate; they had another okay. algorithm they were using that was going to be right. the ARV, what we what we would call in the industry the ARV, the after repair value. Um, right. And so it was a different algorithm than this estimate. But it it really, to Chris's point, it was important for realtors to realize that we're able to predict that more accurately because we know our markets. And a computer Mm -hmm. just taking all of the comps, comparables, it wasn't able to do it on the future scale, even on the present scale. It failed on the present scale in Orlando by 12%. Zillow published that they were wrong by plus or minus 12%. That's a range of 24%.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, exactly. It's massive. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And in statistics, if it's outside of two percent confidence, it's not worth it. So, yeah.
2: Because right. everything is selling um at the ninety nine percent to as much as a hundred and two percent. Yes. in terms of our market. <clears throat> so if you have a differential of twelve percent north and south, twenty four percent total, you're mm-hmm. off. You were yeah.
0: off. Yes. Yeah, you, you I mean, we can't make a living you know, you and I, you know, us three, we couldn't go out and, and say, Hey, I'm going to market your home from 12%, 12% high to 12% low. I mean, we wouldn't be no. in business nope. Nope. just yeah, can't that.
1: Mad if you're longer than a 10 K range. I mean, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, so we have to be pretty accurate and, and that's how we make money and, and Zillow they try they to make money. <laughs> they they couldn't do they can't they try and they couldn't do the same thing that that humans actual humans mm-hmm. do by evaluating and estimating what the home's value is based on other homes that are for sale and and a number of other things you just can't put you can't yeah. put an algorithm you can't put a formula mm-hmm. on it's that normal. there's there's
3: yeah. you know yeah, there's, just, there's
0: too many variables that go into it As well Um, as the volatility of the market,
2: um, and also the changing of the season has a lot to do with it. So their algorithm is projecting to continue to go up, but did they forget to calculate that school starts in August? So there's going to be a lull for at least a solid month for everyone to generate a routine. And then it's going to go, you're going to have a little bit of an uptick during that October, November. But then what happens right at that point? You got holidays. No one's buying, no one's selling. Everyone's gonna hold on. They're gonna wait till January. And that's why you see on average, because we just went over this, Jared, that on average ten to eleven thousand sellers list a property in the month of January.
3: So yeah. you
2: just saturate the market.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so um and we're we're kinda I mean, we've kind of just jumped into the actual <laughs> iBuyer, you know, talking about Zillow and talking about everything, but there might be some people that that watch this that they're like, what the heck is, what is, what does that mean? I buyer, like what is, what is Zillow doing? We, we didn't cover that yet. So, um, yeah, essentially I buyers is, is a big company like Zillow who's coming in and looking, you know, they're, they're pretty, are, are they actually calling the homeowner? I mean, how does that, do you know what that process is?
1: Uh, yeah. So I'm not, uh, they, like I said, everybody's on Zillow, right? So every single, email address gets tied through um data parsing so when you when you're on google all of your information from facebook or whatever these different call them 12 15 30 sources they get parsed together and they're sold as an informational packet to companies like zillow
0: so when
1: you log in and claim your house on zillow they already have your email address or vice versa they have your email address and they can tie that to your name which they can tie to the property appraiser so I know for a fact they were doing um, mailers just like a realtor would Um, they were using their traditional uh, method of sending out home valuations via email and uh, I know a couple people got calls especially in the high high price like San Francisco area Um, but for the most part it was mailers and just I mean they get what tens hundreds of millions of views per month on their website oh yeah 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 it's it's
0: insane it's,
1: it's free money. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, and, especially with that kind of data that they're collecting, I mean, they have a mm-hmm. huge, huge database to just start mm-hmm. yep. blasting people with, with advertisements and marketing and mailers and digital ads and all that kind of stuff to, yeah. so essentially what they're doing is they're trying to market to typically it's, it, you know, they have parameters where they're not, you know, there's, there's certain home parameters where, uh, within, what certain home you know price price a price range right so um, and they're coming in they're trying to buy it so essentially they're trying to give you an easy way out to sell your home and not have to worry about leaving it on the market showing it going through that whole process they buy the home and then they take possession of it and what they're doing is they're essentially going to flip the home whether they actually improve it or not, I mean, I don't know that they they do. Sometimes they no, do, but they most of the time they don't. <clears throat> no no. carpet um, and paint. Yeah, yeah. So I mean they're Cheap just, carpet they're just essentially just gonna flip it, try to make, you know, a few bucks on it and and then move on. So but that's yeah. that's essentially what the iBuyer program is. And it's not just Zillow, there's there's right. a few other Uh, Companies out there. I mean, Open Door. What offer Offer pad? pad, uh, Redfin. Redfin. There was Purple Bricks, Um, but
1: they went bankrupt.
0: Yep. Which one? Purple Bricks out of
2: the UK. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't see a lot of them,
2: but they're there. Yeah. So
0: it's not just it's not just Zillow. It's you know there's there's multiple companies doing this, but Zillow is the one that's been in the news because they're the ones that said. Stop, we're not doing it anymore. We're shutting yeah. down that whole department. Yeah. So, you know, do you think do you think that's gonna follow for the other companies or have do they are they doing something different than what Zillow was doing?
1: You wanna take that, Chris, or me?
0: I was gonna say like I know open
2: door, uh if it's not open door and that's offer pad, they're like several they're a couple billion in the hole, I think, if not several hundred million in the hole. So I think a lot of them are going to learn from this and readjust their whole situation. They're going to probably dial back for a little bit and reevaluate based on what's going on with Zillow. So I think it's a big, huge, wide open. So I think they're going to come yeah. back with inventions, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I I think it's important to point out, too, though, that these eye buyers have been around forever, right? So we all remember back in the 90s, Ugg buys ugly houses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- that was an eye buyer. At the end of the day, that was just an eye buyer. Sell us your, okay. your crappy home yeah. that you don't want to work on. Um, right. So, Open Door and Offerpad, I mean, they're they've all been operating at a loss. Zillow, all of them, they all oh, operated right. on quarterly loss. They're all
2: publicly traded companies, so they can't hide it. Yeah. Would you uh, say right. it's a market share? It's just all about market share.
1: I think for Zillow, it was market share. The, I I genuinely believe the business plan for Zillow was we're going to buy the market share. By charging low service fees as well as paying market price or higher. And all that's going to do is familiarize the consumer with getting rid of the realtor, right? Mm. Let's do this all digitally and that gets rid of the realtor. And that way, in the future, we make money, right? Mm-hmm. Lose the money today to make the money tomorrow by Amazoning the industry, right? Mm-hmm.
3: So. Which
2: I think is preposterous. I, yeah. Yeah, I and, absolutely think it's preposterous. It's like
0: a one-stop shop for homes, like it's just no. It's, it's not good, it's, for, the then, it's not good eventually, for the consumer at all. And then eventually they're going to be trying to deliver homes with drones or something. It's just doesn't <laughs> work.
1: I mean, they did it back in the the twenties and thirties. Sears and Roebuck found a way to catalog homes and send them that's via right.
3: trucks. Yeah. yeah, I
2: remember yep. that. Yeah, I remember reading about that. Those that homes sell really... for big, big bucks these days
1: too.
0: Yeah. That yeah. Stuff big was so Robux. Cool. <laughs> um so zillow right now i mean they because they've shut it down i know that they're they've lost right around what is it 550 million dollars or something like that and aren't they they're laying off like 25 percent a quarter yeah. of their staff yeah. i mean that this, this is this is huge this is not just like hey we're shutting down a little piece of our business and you know laying off a few people this is a quarter 25 percent of of their entire staff. I mean, yep. this is, this is how much they invested and how big they got it wrong. Like how, I mean, it's just, it's, hmm. it's, it's amazing to me.
1: <laughs> it, it all starts. So you have to remember that was one quarter, 360 million in one quarter, but they've been losing money for the last two years, right? Go back and check right. all of their stock reports every quarter for the last two years. They've right. never made money on this. Um, mm-hmm so yeah it was a they finally decided to kill it i think really what happened was in q2 they took a 500 million dollar bond on wall street and they had they had infinite money through wall street but i think wall street finally said hey 37 percent losses each quarter that's a little more than we can handle yeah i think that's really what it boiled down to yeah
3: so
2: the i understand that um uh, now that they're selling homes like they're they have what like um a lot of homes they're selling to investors now like such as like blackrock uh, mm-hmm. american and homes blackstone. for rent invitation homes or blackstone thank you yeah. so- it's both of blackrock and blackstone oh okay yeah uh so-
1: yeah so they've got a billion dollars of inventory that's still left over from the shutdown Mm-hmm. So a billion, a billion dollars, dollars, a billion dollars in inventory, a billion, a billion with a
3: B. And um, they're
2: just sitting on them. So, so this is what
1: I, I, I think will happen with it. Um, and you guys may have different opinions, but they were, when they were buying these, they were selling these directly to the consumer, right? Some of them would be packaged up in a bundle and sold to an investor. But for the mm-hmm. vast majority, every home that they bought was being sold on the single family home owner-occupant market effectively um or at least it was able to be owner-occupant but now that they've shut it down they don't have their title company anymore they don't have any of those employees anymore so they're going to have to tie those up into you know 20 30 40 million dollar bundles and uh they're they're all going to the investors i i know a couple have trickled onto the market recently but i genuinely believe a billion dollars of inventory will never ever ever see an owner-occupant market again. There'll be investors for, and large hedge funds and REITs that will never release those to the
3: market.
0: So so essentially what you're saying is they're going to take a bundle of houses, you know, say 10, 20, 30, however many it is, they're going to say, I have this many houses in this city. What investor wants to buy all these houses and do whatever you want with them?
3: Yep, that's exactly so, it.
0: So to basically what you're saying is those houses are never going to hit the market for the normal consumer. Therefore, your inv- the inventory. Those are never going to see the inventory the light of day. stat. You know, the light of day. It's not going to hit. You know, they're not going to be an option until that investor decides to fix it up and and slowly put it on the market. But if who at knows all, when but it's be, just if when all. their
2: when their portfolio gets just like that big. Um, they, there's so much money involved that they're, they're never gonna really liquidate to, to cash to, to to lose that cash flow, just for an instant payday is never something that's gonna happen. No. Um, It's, it's really like, there's like a conspiracy that I've been hearing, like whispering, it's just like, you'll own nothing, but you'll be happy. I've heard and that. Yeah, you've heard that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> and it's just like, when I'm hearing and reading these articles where, you know, these giant hedge funds are buying brand new construction at like 10s of yeah. millions of dollars yeah. at $200 right. million dollars, entire, tired communities. communities and it's just yep. like what yep. is the goal here yep. to right. to render every American or every like person who has a right to own their own home and their own property to to perpetual uh, rent and like I don't know I'm getting conspiratory yeah. right here <laughs> I, well see I, I
1: think that's a great great segue I mean like I was telling you guys earlier so last year it was one in seven homes as of Q3 last year. One in seven homes was being bought by a large institutional investor, and we we describe a large institutional investor. We're talking assets over a hundred million
0: dollars. Like so, they have they
1: own houses in excess of a hundred million, and
0: right I'm now I'm almost there. I'm at ninety nine million, so I'm not <laughs> quite there. I'm almost, almost, almost. But um, time, one of these days I'll be one an of these investor days, like that. One you know? of these days.
1: And, and San, you only need to buy one San Francisco house, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite literally. That's, that's what I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting yeah. on. <laughs> it's yeah. A big deal. Yeah. But I mean, so it's eighteen percent right now. Eighteen percent. So almost one in five homes. But the the crazier thing, Central Florida, Orlando, the Orlando market is mm-hmm. at twenty three percent of homes are being bought by large institutional investors.
2: Twenty three percent. And it's wow. so staggering, and it's it's blowing my mind because every home that I've listed um, this so far this year, and the number is at um, fifteen. So I've listed fifteen homes, um, and every single one of them had more than um, two or three offers of just purely investors, like yeah. big companies willing to pay at value or slightly above. Yep. and it's I, um, I just sold
1: one too at the, uh, invitation yeah. by Open Door. So Open Door was their brokerage. Wow. And then invitation homes with the the buyer. Okay, no I don't
2: usually these high buyers, these these companies, they buy it for less. But for some reason, because it seems to be like on a rampage ever since the pandemic, that they're willing to go, like they're like doubling down hardcore. And still, a well, are you rental really get? Are you really getting that much more? For, rental from prices from the rental? are
1: accelerating faster than home prices. In Orlando, right now, rental prices are rising at 22% compared to 13% uh, home values.
2: Wow. And like four years ago, the average rental rate increase was about 7% Mm -hmm. a year. Jesus.
1: Yep. And with more and more homes leaving the market forever through these institutional investors, like Invitation, Mm -hmm. um, like Open Door, like Blackstone, BlackRock, it's it's going to tighten the inventory that we're already having problems with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I genuinely, I I have been talking with our Florida legislators about what they expect, what they what mm-hmm. they're anticipating to do. Um, so do I, they I genuinely... do they
2: have any like ramification? Can you put <laughs> can you put like s- sanctions like on these companies from
1: not the company? So there's an interesting case study, um, and I, I would highly encourage both of you as as uh, savvy realtors to check it out. So Toronto, Canada, um, Toronto, Canada had one in three homes being bought by the Chinese so take Mm. it back a few years um when uh Hong Kong remember they they got their independence a couple years ago and all of that money that was under Chinese control immediately exited the country because in the way their agreement works it goes back and forth between independent English and uh uh, Chinese control Mm -hmm. so all of the money flooded Canada particularly Toronto and and Vancouver uh British Columbia I'm sorry um so Toronto's home prices went from four hundred eighty-four thousand, and in two years, the median price was two point four million.
3: That's <clears> nuts.
1: And so the, the the government actually came in and said, if you own more than ten doors, and you have assets of more than hundred million or whatever, uh, we're going to charge you a tax, and it's basically a large hedge fund tax, and it was twenty four percent on top of. The the pricing, so it was just an additional fee, and that dropped the the price down from 2.4 to 1.6. So that's just one case study, and that did it in one year. Um, So one case study, um, I brought it up to our state legislatures, I brought it up in changing how the Sadowski Fund works, Uh, but there's really nothing in the works in our Florida government to to ameliorate the problem.
0: Fuck. Interesting. Well,
2: Um,
0: um, we've had a few comments, Jared. Is that what you're going to lead into? yeah well i mean the one here so i mean we're we're talking about you know these big investors buying up all these homes and and everything so justin allen i mean he comments here you know they basically they don't want people to own houses they want americans to rent forever which as an investor having renters is great Mm -hmm. as an individual renting can be great we we did a an episode of a uh, rent versus was own. that, Chris? Yeah, mm-hmm. rent versus own. I think it's like episode when, two but... or three, or three yeah, or four. Yeah, so others? we kind of compared the two, and you know, there are there's definitely some pros and cons to to renting, but there's a lot more pros I think to owning a home, depending on what your situation is. But um, I mean, do you think that's kind of what their plan is i mean is that near you It's starting to, to look up.
2: like it i mean so it's like playing like hangman or like uh you know like like a try to picture or something like the more the picture starts getting drawn out the more you see the writing on the wall and it's just like when i'm starting reading these articles and then i'm hearing these whispers like you'll you'll own nothing but you'll be happy and it's just like ah, mm. oh, gosh it's just ominous shit happening here like right. is it is it really happening is there going to be a shift in power is there something bigger or looming around the corner and like right. this uh, covid was just a catalyst of something so like my mind goes deep sometimes and the whiskey well, helps <laughs> i
1: i don't it think helps. it's quite that malicious um i and i, I really don't i think yeah. that's what's going to happen don't get me wrong but i think it's just wall street finally said we want a piece of real estate
2: because it's a multi-trillion dollar industry what's the what's the trillion what's the what's the trillion but it's like 100 trillion or something like that
1: Uh, i actually don't know that number Um, okay but i know it's in the trillions oh yeah no definitely is um so i think it was just wall street decided they wanted a piece of the action and wall street's bigger than anybody else they're going to get the the money and once they put their nose in it affected the markets nationally internationally even and i mean cuz you look at uh you look at china or even hong kong so those little pods if you've ever gone and seen the photos of them they have literal pods we're talking 80 square feet and those rent for $1, 15 1600 dollars a month and that's how bad the housing situation over there is
2: well they um, also have I, like um <laughs> how many how many hundreds of millions of people yeah. do they do they have that's, a billion yet that's
1: not a, that's not hong kong or i'm sorry that's not a what is, what is the island? I'm sorry. I think I was talking wrong. Um, Hong Kong is China, but yeah, it's the island that England and, and China anyways. Um, but uh, I, so uh, I don't yeah, think I'm it like... was necessarily malicious. I think it just came down to the fact that Wall Street started buying mm-hmm. up the houses because of that. Uh, sales prices went up that pushed mm-hmm. buyers out of the market, which pushed rental prices up. And yep. you also have to look at our local government. So I live in Winter Springs. And we hate development. Oviedo hates development. And Mm -hmm. you cannot build here. You cannot build housing here. You cannot build multifamily here. And all we have are single-family homes built on quarter
0: acres. Yep.
1: And we bring a 1,000 people a day to Florida. 1,000
3: per day. Mm -hmm. I tell you, they're
0: they're all coming to New Smyrna because I'm telling you, there's like every time (laughs) I turn around, there's a new development going on. There's some new neighborhood. There's a ton of new homes coming up. There's new shopping centers, all kinds of stuff. They're all coming out to New Smyrna, yeah. and I I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, here in Longwood, um, there is just like kind of Winter Springs and Avita, like they do not want to see mm-hmm. single family, but they're starting to creep in. They're starting to creep in in Longwood, and uh, but at the same time, it's just like. Yeah, we got to give these places a place for these people to live, Mm -hmm. you know, when you jump from 67,000 people a year to 365,000 people a year, like you have to something has to give, you have to be able to accommodate all this influx, they have a right to a house, if they can't Mm -hmm. get a house because they're being outbid, what's the alternative? And I like the developments that are going up where the first floor is all commercial. So you can yeah. have your shopping, yep. you can have Which your commercial, is. you can yep. have your banking, you can have yep. a bar restaurant, and then you have right. people going above. Like yep. that is a great accommodation because the, the more you yep. build out, it's um it's more environmental impact and therefore more taxes. So if you build or up, it's wrong. less environmental depend. Uh, it's less uh, environmental impact and it's just and you you also reduce the carbon footprint in my mind because you're not bringing more cars into the spot so it's it's a real catch-22 because you know and some of these um multi-families are, are starting to look really nice and look really inviting because they're getting a lot better and plus uh, i see you're- this the cities and what's that I see oh, my dog. Sorry. I see your dogs back there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> sorry. Get, I'm going on a tangent. You <laughs> ruined me. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> You're monster. Well, you monster. I lost my train. Next, next, you know, yeah. next thing you know, it's like two hours, and, and Chris is still talking here. <laughs> and I'm like, where does everybody go? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but like, there. But
2: this, the the way that they're getting nicer, um, and I like has a lot to do with what the city desires and what they make in them to do the change like i wanted to be nicer, i wanted to be more inviting so you know this isn't you know i don't know i lost my train of thought i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: yeah, no, it, I it, did
2: that. It I was... have to the though. um and it's
1: it, it's really unfair i mean people like like chris said it people want to move here and they have the right right that's the american yeah. privilege is to go Every, wherever correct. you want yeah right
3: And
2: that's, that's all that everybody wants. It's just a right to a a fair housing and Mm -hmm. a, an affordable housing. Like that's, that's what we want. And surprisingly from year over year, the amount of people who are selling their houses is still going up. So there's actually still more people selling their houses. It's just the the demand is just like 10 times what the market can, can handle. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing that's driving the prices. Um, yeah. But uh, let's see, I was going to say someone else, someone else comment, poor Debbie Allison just wants to know about if it's better to remodel or move. (laughs) That's a different (laughs) topic, Debbie, I'm sorry. But Chadwick Allison, is there a way to share his statement? You will own nothing, but happy to come from the Great Reset. Oh, I've been hearing theories about that too, the Great Reset. And he he said, uh,
0: you will will own nothing is what he was trying to say, because he corrected Mm -hmm. in the in the next comment but you will Uh own nothing and be happy come it comes from the the great reset reset i'm not okay i'm not not familiar familiar.
2: i've heard the great reset but i don't know nothing about it
1: yeah Uh, Yeah. one one other piece i think we should bring up as well uh new construction after the great recession died mm -hmm. right so remember a million a million homes a year is status quo that just keeps us where we should be on a on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. But after the Great Recession, they were only building 100,000 homes, only 100,000 permits were pulled per year until 2015, when we finally, finally hit Mm 500,000. This year 2021 is the first year since 2008 that we will hit a million homes. Yep. So we have an inventory shortage over a decade.
2: And I actually was looking into this as well, and I'm glad you brought that up, um, James, is that uh, new construction surprisingly drives, like the market, Mm -hmm. like, because the 2008 crash, like, there was a super influx of new construction, they were building at too much too high of a rate. So there was an influx, one and a half million. And so and on top of that, you had the lenders who were doing shady shit all all year long and with doing the smiles and bragging about it. And so that then we had a collapse. And then we had the law just like James said. And now we're in a huge deficit. There is um, we are about three to five years, I think. James, if, if that number is correct, behind on our new construction for the first time this past year, there's an actual surplus of homes so like or an increase of um, of, in, of new construction. And if we can continue that projection, we should be able to level out and then um, get start to be able to normalize in about three years, three okay. to five years. Does that sound because, about right, James?
1: It's. I think it's like five to eight, actually. I think that correction. Oh shit! But I, I, I want to. Um, Justin Allen just asked, "Is that a million homes in Florida?" No, that's a million nationally. Yeah. So that's a million building permits pulled per year, national, national, um, not just Florida. <clears throat> so I, I want to say Florida is like what, uh, a hundred thousand
3: years? Yeah, like I was that. gonna say
2: just roughly, just just shy of two hundred. Um, and that's uh, it's still not enough, you know, especially when you have six hundred. Uh, 365,000 people moving. And if you have all this new construction that can accommodate these people, everyone's going to downsize, people are going to upgrade, which uh, brings more uh, homes available for the market. But when you don't have that, then there's a huge net And these uh, investors are taking advantage of that. For sure.
0: Yeah, in my
1: opinion.
3: And so I, actually, we were
1: totally wrong. Uh, actually, no. So between 2015 and 2020. Florida issued 800,000
2: total building permits. So that's oh, 800,000. Wow. Still, still years. under, yeah. still under. Yeah. I thought I read an article that we, a year. I thought I read an article that we hit like 1.2, unless that yeah, was, so nar- that's,
1: that's the national, um,
2: that was nine. Nar- but that,
1: that floats every quarter. So at the beginning of the year, it was 1.2. Now it's down to like 1.1 1. 1 something.
2: Mm, okay so
1: i've got a buddy who's uh he's in the national builders association so i follow nice that's (laughs) pretty cool that's that's good to
0: know you have him on standby for uh i actually
3: probably
1: could okay he ran for state house a couple years ago so he's a
0: good dude
3: oh nice
2: so zillow what's what's next for zillow like um they there's lawsuits that are starting to come out there's new there's construction or um contractor lawsuits and there's also the lawsuits from the sellers that they're breaking contract with. So James, like what,
0: what's, what's starting to come out now regarding these lawsuits? Be, before, before, well, sure, before yeah. we jump in, before we jump into that, I want to talk about what, so, I mean, we know that Zillow was coming in and all these <laughs> iBuyer people were coming in to buy all these homes. Like what? What is their ultimate goal? Was it to take over the market to get rid of real estate agents? Was it to uh, just yeah. control the market? Was it to own all these houses and rent them out? Like through, because Zillow owns Trulia, right? So they they right. have a rental program or a rental platform the that they platform. can push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they can push all these homes to. So I mean, what what? Kind of what was their their plan to you know once they started acquiring all these homes, obviously they were going to try to sell some of them, but I can't imagine they were just going to you know flip every single one of them and and get rid of them. But you yeah. know, so what do you think their their ultimate goal was before they before they tanked and they shut down this program? Because we still have those other iBuyer. Uh, companies that are coming in and I'm a little nervous about what they're planning to do now that they've kind of seen uh, Zillow test the waters and where they failed where are these other buyers going to come in and how is that still going to change the market I mean Zillow's out of, you know they've, they've stepped out but we still have mm-hmm. other ones and so we can't just kind of turn a blind eye to the other ones just because Zillow dropped off so how is that going to change the market I mean, what is what's their plan that that's coming up, I mean, what do you guys think?
1: Uh, so first I actually want to hit Debbie Allison if you want to put her comment on the screen. She has an oh, okay. excellent, excellent question. Okay. Uh, so all of, Zillow has a billion in inventory that they've got to sell, right? So isn't that going to crash the market or at least make the pricing go down? <clears throat> and right. I would absolutely say no, Debbie. So, so first, let me, first, let, me this, enough. let me read this. Let
0: me read yeah. this question real quick. Uh, Debbie Allison said, "On the flip side, if these companies decide to dump these homes, would it not depress the market and the home prices in Florida?"
2: I agree. It's um, not I agree with James, it's not going to do, do
0: it.
1: So, first and foremost, Zillow is going to sell most of that billion wow. to people that will never even see the market. They're just going to be rentals through BlackRock, right? So, let's say it's 500 million of the billion so they're only going to sell 500 million on that overall market. Remember that's national numbers, 500 million on the national, even if they right. offloaded that just in Florida, mm-hmm. that still would keep us where, we're what four months behind on inventory. So yeah. that wouldn't even add oh, two yeah. months. Probably. It, it, yeah, <laughs> no,
2: not even because in central Florida alone, there was only 500 mm-hmm. and 500 one, homes. We're at one point
1: two months of inventory. So, so to yeah. give an idea, I always I love to break this down. When realtors talk about inventory, months of inventory,
3: mm-hmm. what yeah.
1: we're saying is, if nobody else put their home on the market, how long would it take for every single home on the market to be gone?
3: Yep. Yeah, and
1: right now, it's one point two
2: months. So that's Debbie, the current absorption rate, correct? And that's so Debbie, that's for,
0: put, that's for the state. That's for the state of Florida. I mean, if you get into specific counties, it's in some counties, it's, it's even yeah. less than a month. I mean, sometimes yeah. 0. 0.8, 0. 7. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about the state of Florida. I don't know what it is nationally, but you know, it's so you just have to understand for the state of Florida, it's 1.3, but in your particular county, it might be even a little bit less than one month. And that's That's pretty scary. So there was a point that that
1: Denver, Colorado was a zero-month inventory. I had a a friend who, as soon as her home hit the market on the MLS, she would automatically get 10 offers.
3: Oh,
2: my God. So she could
1: not even put a sign in the ground in Denver, Colorado. And to that point, they had their pricing appreciated almost 20% that year.
2: So wow. um to wow. talk about the days on market. So um as of October, because we get our information in the rears, right? All right. So um December, so November's information doesn't come out until like the 15th or so of December. So we're stuck in on October. And this is from NAR. Mm-hmm. Um the for the nation, it is now 18 days on market for the nation. Yeah. First time home buyers have decreased from 32% to 29%. On average, for ev- on average, the number of offers received on the most recent closed sales is 3.6. That got as high as like 5.2 this year, which is wild for wow. the nation. And wow. so the average number of clients taken home by a tour by single agent is 4.1. It's kind of like fluttered, but mm-hmm. it's it's um it's quite wild to know that the median days that was like in the 60s or 70s is now down to 18. And in Central Florida, I think it's 16, yeah. if not less. I'm selling homes in four days. I don't know about, yeah. about, about you guys.
1: I, so I put them on market on Thursday, and we have offers Thursday and Friday, but we same. don't go pending till Sunday because I want the weekend showings.
3: I do the well, same thing,
1: 100%. Yep. So yeah. I, I we could have sold it on Friday, one day on the market, but we wait mm-hmm. till the third yeah. day on Sunday.
2: Yeah, because I want the yeah. offers to come through to see what can what the, what the can be yeah. given. At the end of the, of the day, cover. we all want to be ethical, right? And most yes. people work a nine
1: to five, Monday to Friday, and we want yes. those people to tour the homes. We really do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's 100%. We don't take the first offer generally. We would say like, well, let's see what happens. Because a lot of those first offers um, are people who haven't really seen the house yet, they're sight unseen, and they're Probably. they're honestly typically oh, yeah. investors. you know that's 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 the reality of it yeah and uh justin said here half the rentals properties on zillow is a scam i found three scams of rentals being on zillow when i moved to florida and that's very true it's because anyone can claim a property on zillow without proving any proof whatsoever i can go in and claim my entire neighborhood if i wanted to And then it's easy to take previous because Zillow is notorious for keeping previous uh, pictures from listings Mm -hmm. and using that towards uh, homes that are um, like, say, pre foreclosure to make it seem like it was an actual for sale property for you to contact them and for them to generate a lead. But um, anybody can do like a, a rental on Zillow and use yeah. old photos uh or even go through rental property like such as blackrock or invitation homes um and take those photos screenshot upload them and
0: create a, f- a fake profile uh, uh as yeah. a rental
3: Is so, it yeah, I cur- to be true?
0: I,
1: call your favorite I cur- and they'll help you out
0: i i, I currently have a uh a uh, two-story shed in the upstairs it's a 10 by 10 i've got it uh, listed on Zillow or on Trulia for rent. So if anybody wants to rent yeah. it, let me know. It's beautiful. It's not finished. It's not air conditioning. It's not insulated, but you can come rent it. It's not a scam. Yeah. <laughs> I have
3: a, a walk-in
2: closet that's available for rent right, right now. It smells like shoes, but, you know, hey. it's a house. It's a room. So that's, there you go. That's actually incredible
1: uh, to talk about the rental market as a whole. And, you know, I, we can go back to the, the eye buyer. But um, I there was a, a rental in California, San Francisco, and it was a huge house. So we're talking a, a, a McMansion. And so we're, when we say a walk-in closet, it's a big walk-in closet. Mm. But they... Made it a rental. They closed it off, put an exterior door, and this ninety to hundred and ten square foot walk-in closet they converted to a bedroom for somebody to rent for like a thousand dollars a month.
3: Yeah. <laughs> crazy! Oh
2: my god! How <laughs>
1: crazy!
3: Uh,
2: it, it's I don't know if you're cheap or just brilliant. <laughs> like, well, I,
1: I mean, California has zero. Like when we talk about we, nobody can find homes in Florida. California is way worse
2: way oh yeah California Arizona and and Phoenix Texas and surprisingly Washington the state of Washington is like so high in terms of um the buyer pool which is Mm -hmm. just baffling to me like uh of those Texas makes sense Arizona makes sense kind of but for washington and san francisco like it just doesn't make sense to me yeah but i don't get it i see joe uh joe just joined us <laughs> and hello he's, Conley. He's over there
0: he's over there laughing like crazy, i bet you he's he drinking says. something uh he better yeah. be drinking something <laughs> where's the cigar joe where's that cigar yeah he's never oh, come he out in the to me earlier one. he he said he's got plenty of cigars he's i'm sure he's smoking one right now
2: here you go joe here's the cigar I'm saving it for you and me brother
0: oh man what you got so, there
2: so this is um it is rb legacy cigar
0: rb so legacy my cigar. Um, I just waiting for it to
2: kind of there it is
0: yeah there you go nice. so i'm
2: not sure how it is so like my local watering hole is starting to sell cigars and he got this because um his his uh store is called legacy liquor and he the cigar rep um was selling legacy cigar so i decided to get it Very because good. joe and i are supposed to be getting together at some time to have some whiskey and a and a cigar. So It'll well, that's happen. funny
0: because Joe and I are also supposed to. He owes me a couple of whiskeys. <gasps> wow, of Joe! I thought He's I was the me. only one. He's been telling <laughs> this, me he wants sounds... to kill
1: Tough
2: and go on the town for
1: two years now.
0: <laughs> okay, so this sounds like a, a night out. Then this sounds like a it sounds like
2: a night out,
0: and it's going to be all on Joe. That's what yep, I'm hearing. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> I mean, he's 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 offered. So it sounds yeah. He's he's sounds like he's paying for everybody. <laughs> sounds good. I like it. I love it. So, um, um, what's the next step, Jared? Like, you have like the kind of timeline here. So like, wh- so what's- well, we we started jumping into, um, and I I derailed it by kind of stepping back and seeing what what the plan was for all these eye buyers. What we thought. That's right. Yeah they were going to be doing um but right when we were before i derailed it we were about to talk about like the lawsuit so i, I know we yes. talked about off off or before the show um that there's a lot of lawsuits that are coming against zillow and this is something that james was bringing up so i'm not sure i haven't followed that as closely but i guess there's a lot of lawsuits that is it from home buyers is it from so other I'm people in the neighborhoods okay
1: yeah, so I'm speculating. Speculate. So, I love
0: speculations. Uh, <laughs> All right.
1: So here's here's what I see happening. Um, and okay. so I this year alone, I've lost about three million dollars in listings to Zillow, um, Jesus. because they have, yeah, I was pretty upset. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the the one the most recent one, she was on the tail end of right when the iBuyer program closed. She was supposed to close in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys are on LabCode agents, you know if you're not a realtor, you can't join this Facebook group, but if you are a realtor you need to be on lab code agents um you'll see quite a few posts of people saying hey I've got friends who Zillow's calling them up asking to terminate the contract and so my anecdotal my my uh my soon-to-be seller and Oviedo um she got a call from Zillow and said hey we want to terminate the contract and we'll give you a, you know three grand and she said that's absolutely insulting like I've spent more money than that just trying to move to North Carolina and uh so they offered her 7. So I sent her some information and she ended up getting $13,000 out of them and I was so proud wow. of her. Wow. <laughs> um, that <so> is that... <laughs>
2: amazing. Good for her. Um, I am happy to hear that. Stick so, it, twist nice. it, just right? pull it out. So wow. what
1: you're seeing all around the country is they're terminating these contracts because mm-hmm. they just want to back out. Now, as we know, if a buyer just cold feets and walks away, typically the seller gets the escrow and and that's about it um a seller could sue for specific before and i'm not a lawyer by the way i'm purely like this is what? you know public knowledge if you will yeah um, this is public
0: knowledge just yeah. realtor information yeah so this um, whole time
2: <laughs> i thought about going to law school i kilted our now. kilted lawyer <laughs> yeah there you go that, that wouldn't be trademarked tra- i could use that that would be trademarked yes <laughs> there. There all right but continue continue um, Like, where are we at? But,
1: uh, so. So you've got all of these Zillow buyers canceling. Um, Now, if you recall, Lennar was the first one to pick up Zillow as their preferred partner. So every single Lennar community you went in, especially if they're paying 0% commission to a realtor it right on big fat, like on the door, you can sell your home with Zillow. And, and they, they told you in the contract, you can sell your home with Zillow and we'll guarantee the sale right you can move in when the home's done you get to live in your home today and, and move in tomorrow <clears throat> so what you're seeing now zillow's canceling all those contracts so those homes that had a loan contingency on the new construction just failed their loan contingency due to the the sales the sale of their current home and so what i expect to see is those buyers lose those 10 15 twenty thousand deposits on the new construction because now they can't buy they've failed their loan contingency and the, the new construction the, the the seller is going to then sell that house for a higher number and they're going to be out there their escrow and they will end up sell, suing Zillow over the issue on that okay so, that's my so, speculation.
2: so let's let's take it back real quick because I want to make sure I understand because the whiskey's kicking in so <laughs> People are going into Lennar and they're buying these homes and they're turning around and selling it instantly to Zillow.
1: No, 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 no. So I'm, I'm a, I'm Joe buyer, right? Okay. I walk into your development, you know, yes. the noon, noon Oaks, right? And I want to buy a home in noon Oaks. All right. And you say, listen, James, I got you. I got you, brother. Mm-hmm. Go under contract with me today. Yep. We will have the loan. You'll go through my preferred lender. I'll give you the closing costs just like usual. But instead of using a realtor, because that's unfamiliar, that could be a problem. You may have to rent. Why don't you just sell it through my buddy Zillow? Sell your current home today with Zillow.
3: And oh, you can live shit. in
1: that home up until we get the certificate of occupancy and you can move into our home. Okay. Now, Zillow just stopped their program and canceled that buyer contract. And now me, Joe Byer... On Noon Oaks, I just failed my loan contingency because I can't yeah. sell my home in time for the home to be built.
2: The thing is, like lennar is the one that's like offering that to them, so I can see what you're that's saying.
1: A, probably or, That's buyer beware. Oh God! Those contracts are no. ironclad. New construction. Man, it's twenty-four pages of we oh. own you. <laughs> Yes, it
2: really is. Like, it's anywhere. I have never seen a contract shorter than 20 pages. I don't don't
1: think people understand how structured and ironclad a new construction contract is.
2: It is. They have
1: the right. They can tell you it's going to be built in December, but they have five years that they have to build that home in.
2: Yeah.
1: Five years. They have to try to build it with due diligence and faithful for two years. They get Mm -hmm. two years off the bat to try to build that home.
3: Yep.
1: They can tell you, man, there's,
2: there, there's literally, like, <laughs> damn near zero out clause for for a buyer in new construction. And yep. I've helped a lot of new construction, like, buyers, and I see, like, pretty much the same language. Like, yep. you're in this, it's one-sided. And I tell a lot of my buyers before going into that, it's just like, listen, like, these things are one-sided. Mm-hmm. Like, and so much of the language, I read it and I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I That's hate not, it. Like, it's, it. it's, it's, it's not important. There's literally nothing we can do about it.
1: It's important. That's why you use a realtor though. And, and this is super, yeah. super big for anybody out there thinking about new construction. I Chris, Jared, we all understand that new construction contracts are super one-sided, but I have a personal relationship with multiple communities, multiple sellers. Like I love Dreamfinders. They are. I own stock in Dreamfinders. Let me say that. You know, disclosure. SEC. He's being paid really. by them. Yeah. So <laughs> please don't sue me, SEC. Um, I do own stock in Dreamfinders, but uh, they don't not watch enough this. to really make any money. But um, you disclosed that. You disclosed. Yeah. yeah. You I disclose I love the. them as a company though. They are a Florida-based, out of Jacksonville, amazing company. And I had a buyer who absolutely broke the terms of the agreement, and because of my personal <laughs> relationship with that company. They mm. totally refunded their entire escrow.
2: Totally. Wow. Cool.
1: And that the the is contract, they rare. should have kicked them to the curb and kept their money.
2: That's rare. That's extremely rare. It's yeah. not when you
1: have contacts. That's not the only story of that. Yeah. Hmm. So that's why it's important to use a realtor hmm. for new construction because they will have, hopefully, um, and ask them, you know, that's a fair question. Do you actually know this company? Like, do you have connections in it? And if they're telling you no, and that's okay let that realtor if that's your favorite realtor let them refer you to somebody who has those contacts so yeah better better
2: hold your tongue sir
1: (laughs) hey i'm I'm assuming you got contacts
2: i don't have contacts for i mean i do have contacts for for new constructions like i do just go into the sales office and meet them
1: that's all you got to do go in there make a conversation bring them you know cookies take them out to lunch whatever that's all i did
2: i know you you're very um Personal, you're one on one. Like you had a party earlier this year for everyone that you've done business with, yep. and like so, like you're you're on top of your game, man. And
1: be that you're Drinking
3: whiskey with
2: friends.
1: <laughs> it's
0: good. That, hey, it's great. COVID whiskey, killed
1: man. me because I couldn't drink whiskey with my friends. <laughs>
0: right, right. But why do you think I started this podcast? I mean, right. I was like, hey, I'm I, so I you can drink, drink whiskey, whiskey with alone. us. Sir. That's right. right. I, I can't drink whiskey alone. All right, I'll cheers to that. Oh, Drink
2: whiskey yeah, with my friends.
0: Exactly. Oh, sure. Whiskey with friends. I think there's, and, uh, there's probably beer for a song horses. about that. There yeah, is whiskey. That's what it was. Yeah. But don't, don't, um, don't sing. Don't sing. I'm not going to sing. maybe. Um, I'm not going to okay, sing. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm
2: just trying that
1: to remember. Who's it's who's Willie Nelson. <laughs> uh,
2: Willie Nelson. Beer for my friends. Whiskey. Uh, no, whiskey for my friends. Beer for my horses. I think that's the name of the song. Yeah
0: i think that's like a, right. somebody will somebody will chime in and tell us that we're butchering it and it's completely incorrect <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah well willie's a little bit before me I, i'm not a big fan of country anyway so what? yeah
3: oh, don't be don't
2: be man. shocked don't be shocked he's a oh, closet country fan oh,
3: no. <laughs> so i'll
0: listen to everything but country everything but country yeah. can you
2: imagine the kilter realtor just driving around his red charger just like busting bust taylor swift rap. taylor swift there you go i'm a
1: huge tay tay fan that's right
3: okay oh, right. so I my my that's... spotify whiskey's talking 000. everyone <laughs> no, yeah, um, right. oh no I, I own all of their <laughs> albums i kid you not
1: um oh wow I believe and that. i was back since high school you know romeo and juliet all that good stuff I'm not
2: gonna um, lie, that
1: was a good song. Yeah, so I my Spotify just came in. thirty-seven thousand minutes listen, 78 genres, 985
2: different artists. Weak numbers, <laughs> weak numbers, dang. I yeah, got a forty-seven thousand. I got forty-seven thousand minutes. And dang. um almost um how many genres? 78. 78? I'm in the hundreds. Dang. Yeah. I didn't An even audio know you could pull stats. Yeah. Yeah, you qualify I'm way Yeah. Seriously,
0: you old man? I had no idea you could pull. <laughs> I just I go there and I'm like, "Hey, turn turn on something and it plays and then I I move on." I didn't yeah, know you could like pull. Why do I need to like look, look at snappers? <laughs> I know. Why do I need to look at stats and what I listen to? Cuz it's it's, fun. it's the it same is fun. It's the same song playing over and over. It's like some, you know, Hank Williams Senior song that just it's on repeat. So I mean <laughs> I think I have like one one artist for like forty thousand minutes or whatever you guys said. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I listened to Blink um, one eighty two for like forty seven hundred minutes last, did last year. Did you
0: hear their um new, that's
2: way the too new many album? minutes for like, Blink one
3: eighty
2: two? They they put on a new album. I think it was actually last year. Um, but it was awesome. I really
0: liked it. Off to it was Spotify, great. I go.
2: <laughs> Off to Spotify, Hey, welcome I go. to the
0: Spotify, con- uh, Spotify <laughs> podcast here. We're going to talk about our stats and what we listen to on Spotify <laughs> for the rest of the podcast. For the next hour, you're uh, going to hear about whiskey, our stats man. and that's what we like to listen to on Weren't you saying Spotify. something about
2: shenanigans? <laughs>
0: something shenanigans. about shenanigans.
2: Lots of shenanigans.
1: Well, that a, and that's the cool that part. Another,
0: is that another song you guys listen to, Shenanigans?
2: <laughs> yes, my. So I got uh, a couple of clients here. Shout out to Justin and Megan Allen watching us on the podcast while having a <laughs> oh, drink. Sweet. Hey, right. appreciate you like guys. It. Thank you for so yeah. much for chiming in. Cheers to that.
1: Oh, dude, you're right. Nine. <laughs> nine
3: That's
2: the album. Yes. One. It's called
1: nine. Yeah,
2: it's it's really good. I really like it
1: oh Uh, actually so it's funny i didn't even know it was the album but i've got almost all of it favorited already on my uh my playlist really yeah i had no idea it was the new album but yeah like uh i really wish i
2: hated you that's probably my favorite song i really wish i hated you yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one (laughs) that's a good one yeah yeah jared asked me not to sing so here i am singing here (laughs) i like i like black rain black rain is a really good one i don't know i'm trying to pull up my genres here I'm a big singer, so don't get me started. Uh no. Just keep toe. Uh, so my favorite song I listened to 62 times. Uh,
1: I definitely miss no, you either. more
0: than that. Yeah. Man. That's just how like you one of access, I don't even know how to access Spotify. You just go to your
1: home, and it says 2021 Unwrapped is here. Right at the
0: top. Spotify. I'm I'm a little so I listened to a, I listened to 116
2: episodes of a podcast <laughs> this year. At least you're learning something, yes. Yes, let's see here. I'm trying to find the genres because I know I'm in the hundreds.
0: Hey, what does everybody else out there listen to? Put it in the comments. <laughs> what did you hey, run out of I stuff? Out we've apparently run out of stuff to talk about. No, I we actually go...
1: all day, it's fine.
0: Oh, I thought we were gonna be like two hours talking about Zillow, and here we are talking about Spotify.
3: Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually part a... of
0: it is just I'm a little upset because I don't know how to find my stats now, and I'm I'm looking for them, and I have no so idea where if they're you at. Open Zillow. It's not, oh my god. Oh, open <laughs> opens, Yeah. Oh, Zillow has. Oh, Zillow has my Spotify stats. Okay, that's, they have everything else. Geez, they, that's, they, have they have everything, everything else. I only gave them my my name, email, social uh date of birth, driver's license number. I've only given them that. But yeah. how did they get my Spotify? I don't that's so weird. That's where yeah, it started. Open, that's where it open started. Open Spotify
1: on your app and it's uh it's the top header. It's head right it. there. It's, it's yeah, right Spotify
2: there. App. It says like 21 2021 wrap. Yeah,
1: you also probably got an email on it. I,
2: I didn't know. know. I don't.
0: What's the so, what's uh, email again?
2: um it is a pair of kitchen morphed into smoke screens morphed into internet that sounds like a conspiracy theory yes it <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> so i actually only listened to 82 different genres this year mm. but what were, where were you at 78 so we're not that far off no we're not that far off yeah let's see here to this in a try anyways yeah, back in yeah back onto the back into, real, the estate zilla, back into the real estate line so with with all these lawsuits um because we didn't really go too much into it like i'm seeing uh they say they had contractors in canoe in construction not new construction but just construction in general but um where, where where is the construction coming into play because every zilla home offer pad home um open door home i've ever walked into it looks like shit like they they didn't do anything except put a dollar oh five carpet in and then a, the shittiest coat of paint of like a neutral brown that i've ever seen it's the worst shit ever like so i'm gonna
1: kick in real quick and say uh you know nar if you're listening we are not bound mouthing another realtor um oh, we shit. are absolutely not nope so i know <laughs>
0: Um, but uh and i just i just found out last episode that NAR is short for national association of realtors not (laughs) gnarly so for those of you thinking that NAR was for gnarly it is not see you carry on carry on
2: (laughs) um so the disclaimer thank you for being our neutral party (laughs) um
1: So the interesting thing about the Zillow is that they actually, by doing that, they excluded most first time, well, a third of the first time home buyers, because it would take them 30 days to flip a home. And that means they can't sell to an FHA loan for another 60 days.
2: Correct. And you see that on
1: all of their listings, no FHA buyers until September 15th. And it's like July, you know,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and because all they did was put in carpet. It only took them two days to do it. So they, they really excluded a lot of first time home buyers. And I think that was probably a poor decision on their part.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Cause let's, let's again, just reiterate one, uh, reiterate is, to everyone is that 32% of, uh, buyers are FHA first time home yeah. buyers, but it's been recently reduced to 29% because oh. of the way the market yeah. conditions are. Yep.
1: Although they are still getting accepted. I just got two accepted actually. So it does happen. Um, It just, happy man. We wrote a
2: lot of offers. I can't even think of how many offers we wrote. Yeah. I have one buyer right now, and I keep actually, I'm starting to keep a tally of all the folders of all Mm of the the, um, offers I've written, and no one's going to really beat my buyers from last year the amount of offers that we wrote just because their price point was at like the 200 the 205 mark. Yeah, but so this hard. this buyer that I'm talking about right now is between the three and the 400 range. And so that's a good price point. Mm-hmm. But we just from what I've started calculating or holding on to we're over 12. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I had one last year of 32 offers. Uh, it was incredible What's the
2: price point 32 About two, two 20. 220. Yep. yeah. But
1: they really, really wanted Seminole County. We I was showing them in Deltona. But they really, really wanted Seminole County. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got both my FHAs. Actually, we only wrote three offers on one and four on the other. So we were super excited to have that kind of low, low number mm-hmm. um, for an FHA buyer. And, and one of them was a 350. I mean, the price we're on is 347 on our uh, contract. Nice. So, oh. In Deltona, no less. So wow,
2: Holy yeah. Crap. So it
1: was to lose out three times was very depressing.
2: Yeah, the um, price point in Deltona is really getting up there, is it?
1: Yeah. So median median price in Deltona has risen quite a bit. It is not it uncommon to see three hundred thousand. So I had a, a home. Yes. He he bought it two years ago with me, one hundred and seventy-two thousand, uh-huh. and we just sold it. I priced it two thirty-five, which was eighteen percent over the next comp and a perfect comp by the way like the square footage was equal yeah new roof
2: everything right
1: I I priced it 235 which was above the comps and we sold it for 250.
2: Yeah so here last year um Deltona the house uh the market was honestly saying 235 nothing was really updated just beautifully maintained carpet only tile you saw was in the bathrooms in the wet areas so the kitchen Mm -hmm. the bathrooms everything else was carpet uh immaculate yard um great brand new roof um the generator just kind of give you the kind of layout but overall the kitchen and the bathrooms were essentially a kind of original right Mm -hmm. the market was saying 235. 30 offers four days sold it at 260.
3: Bang. Yep. yeah. And I, yeah. I told my,
1: my sellers, I was like, this isn't gonna appraise, and it didn't, but
3: <laughs> yeah, um,
2: but know, that's whatever. But some of these buyers are, are willing to waive the appraisal, and they got the money yeah. for it.
1: We uh, it appraised at like 240, and we had them guarantee in the contract a
2: ten thousand dollar appraisal because mm-hmm. we had 16 yeah, offers so. in like a day, so gotcha. wow. Um, we definitely got sidetracked again. Um, we- I want to go back to like the, 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 where are these contractors? Like where are these lawsuits coming in for the contractors? Do you, do you know anything about that?
1: No, I would, I would assume Zillow paid their contractors. Um, I would assume most of the the lawsuits are going to come from sellers that Zillow is backing out on Uh Um, and maybe the new construction where they had partnered with Zillow on the assumption that they would, uh, uh, buy these homes. And then they backed out on those buyers for the new construction. So, th- those are where I, I see the
2: lawsuits coming.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Debbie yeah. just posted a, gr- uh, a great comment or a question. Is Zillow becoming a near monopoly when it comes to real estate coverage, internet pressure, and real estate marketing? They kind of already were, to be honest. They were with on you.
1: internet and real estate marketing um, yeah. because they do produce the most views per month of any real estate mm-hmm. asset. We'll just call it an asset anywhere. Yes. Um, but in terms of a monopoly in real estate, no that was the goal and, and so I think that was originally Jared's question what is going to happen next and the right. phase into that you know I'll, I'll use Debbie's as a, a segue um I think Zillow genuinely wanted to take over the market and kick Realtors out I think that mm-hmm. was genuinely oh, yeah. their goal yeah. I don't believe that to be for open door offerpad I think they just want to be an outlet for sellers yeah. who don't want to go through the mm-hmm. rigmarole of listing which is fine that's yeah. a great uh, yeah that's a niche it's, environment. That's perfect. It's wonderful. I have no problem right. with that. Um, yeah. But I think Zillow really wanted to change the game mm-hmm. completely.
0: Oh, yeah. The, they wanted to not, I mean, sort of weed out the agents, but start hiring. I mean, essentially, they would end up having a higher salaried agent and that's where the market's
3: going that that's right.
0: what that's what they want to do they want to hire so, siler right. i agree with james so
2: check out james mark
1: spain check out uh mm-hmm. oh my gosh here's a guy down south uh oh boy he does a billion a billion a year um his Ooh, company does fuck uh, that? robert robert slack um, oh God! Robert sucks. Slack does a billion. They have a salaried. Redfin salaried. Zillow with salaried. Mm-hmm. Mark Spain yeah. salaried. Now they yeah. have commission-based agents as well. But yeah, that's where I think Zillow wanted the trend to go: get rid of realtors on commission and go to a forty, fifty thousand dollars a year salary with bonuses. And that isn't appealing to most successful agents. <laughs> no, yeah. which is
2: no. honestly just less than twenty, which is yeah. honestly probably around fifteen percent of agents right now. Um, yeah. but just what because
0: think, what do you think they're, they would pay salaried agents? I mean, so I got a job
1: offer from side real estate and they're a salary based company, they okay. start you at 40,000 and I said, okay, so for me to make what I make today, how many right. deals do I have to sell? 95. Fuck that. And, <laughs> and wow. I said, okay, well, if it's 95, how many of them are listings? And she goes, eh, maybe five or six a year. And I was like, absolutely not, that. not. Absolutely not. No um, way. I, I no. straight up told her, I was like, you're going to. So she goes, what do you want for a salary? And after she told me all that, I was like, 150. And she right. goes, we can do 40. I was like, this conversation's over.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> forget Holy that. Crap, Fuck man. that. Yeah. Jeez. Absolutely.
2: Maybe five listings in this market. Yeah. Here's the string. The kite's already outside for you. Yeah and uh and you gotta remember so
1: those companies they give you a region so i'd be covering like volusia which includes daytona all the way down to orange county which includes windermere and that sounded awful
2: that is awful that's absolutely awful but it is kind of trending towards that direction because Mm -hmm. um uh if they're going to take over the world that's what they want to do they want to take agents bring them on and just make them just like a cold call the beauty of
1: it is there's so many bad agents right that's that's the beauty of it it works because everybody has a real estate horror story and that's that stinks like I think all three of us are high high producing and high performing and high customer service right and Mm -hmm. I know personally if this if Zillow had succeeded I would have made the first second maybe third wave of of uh you know agents jump in the boat but at the end of the day bad agents have made this industry a terrible terrible profession Yeah. When I I ran for politics, I ran for city commission. And the only thing people said bad about me, I I ran a clean campaign. I had no negative ads. I mm -hmm. only stuck to topics. I had detailed like book level of what I plan to do in my race. And the only thing people said about me was you're a realtor. That's the only thing. Wow.
3: Yeah, I live
1: in the two years. I was born and raised.
3: Yeah.
2: It, if there's actually a list out there, I don't know who produced it in yeah. terms of like trustworthiness. Yep. It we're was down. like we're yeah. worth in like what well, the top five, I think, for or actually less than that it was like a mechanic a lawyer, mechanic, realtor, and politician. like doctor, yeah. politician. And yeah, doctors like are that. high.
1: Doctors are high. Yeah. So, I, so but it's it's the most trustworthy professions. Yeah. So yeah, we're it, we're quite low. <laughs>
2: yeah we're that, we're pretty stinks. we're pretty low on the trustworthiness and that
1: stinks because the agents who perform at a high ethics level are also usually top performers in the industry anyway mm-hmm, um, right. but the we'll, we'll call them the bad agents i mean it's it's not bad ethics yeah. to talk
2: about bad agents you know yeah um Stink. yeah
1: chris is pointing to customer service awards yeah um, i got
2: three and i'm gonna get yeah. a fourth one yeah so, See, so i don't well, feel three, three, for four years time,
3: so.
2: say what <laughs> I don't go for way to show off there, um, <laughs> I go for the Google reviews that
1: actually matter. Um,
3: yes. Right. Um I've actually <laughs> yeah.
2: been pushing more and more people to the Google reviews. Yes. Uh, you, should as, as agent, yes. you should
3: be as an agent you should be. that's yeah, good for hardware, but you
2: should be going Yeah, that's sort of why I want. I, want, I want the hardware, but the Google is the like second. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um
3: but so how, uh, do you you know, think,
0: it, how do you think how do you think a salaried employee, you know, a salaried agent for Zillow, for Redfin, for whoever would compare to a commission based real estate agent. I mean it's called I, the license, Jared. <laughs> yes. It depends.
3: Well they're they're
1: usually licensed. Um yeah. It honestly I, depends. I, I I've dealt with redfin and there the guy, so I, I uh one of my clients who bought down in and uh, Tampa, I, I told you about the Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. The agent we dealt with on that was a redfin agent. He was spectacular. I have no problem saying that. I know what he made on that deal. I saw the the closing disclosure, he made pennies but yeah. it was he was a great agent and i know right. that he was closing probably 100 deals a year for them and, and making six figures which is fine
0: wow but mm-hmm. i've
1: met, met with a lot of bad agents at redfin yeah um
0: so statistically I in general mean, the salaried agents yeah, in general probably aren't going to be it's it's the old
1: question of quantity versus quality right if I have to do 85 deals right so I this year I think we're gonna do like 30 something 40 something I don't know um last year we did 30 34 um yeah so in that number if I have to do triple the volume to make the same amount of money I made this year by definition my quality has to go down because I only have so much time in the day right if if i intend to have a family and you can see the christmas tree right i've got a kid i have my you saw my mom and the dogs walking in the background i take care of my mom who's got dementia i have a life outside of real estate mm-hmm. and so 30, you are a human
2: yeah thirty 40, under, that beard, people, under that beard yeah, under that beautiful right? luscious beard <laughs> <Yeah. sorry. laughs> there, is, there is a man <laughs> <laughs> with a heart and a soul yeah. so 30, for his family
1: 30, 40 50 deals is about all i can take without hiring extra help And they don't have help. They are them. All they do is those 100 deals a year, and it's it's slavery. It's honest to god slavery to get those deals. Yeah,
2: and for only getting like 50 to 60, you said, or 40 to 50 thousand dollars a year, that's that doesn't cut it to be able to do that much work. It really is. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the base.
3: Yeah, the more homes you
1: sell, the the higher your bonuses get. But still, it just doesn't
2: it doesn't make. It, when your phone is constantly just ding 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 yep. ding especially when you're closing that many and in, in a time frame yeah. it's exhausting for me i'm a one-man band yep. i closed um so far i am at i always keep my numbers right in front of me so i can just stare at them i haven't i haven't looked in two months that's why i didn't know, I didn't really
1: know. <laughs> so i don't even
0: at, know my my spotify numbers, minutes. let alone my <laughs> <laughs> so i'm
2: at 30 units this year my phone just didn't leave my ear like it it, i'm like deaf in one side for for sure because of this but for for someone to do like 95 and they get their license to jump straight into zillow as a a, and to accumulate that much work without any real life experience you are definitely tipping the scales of quantity versus quality. And right. it's not going to work out for the consumer. That's why I buyers is not healthy for a consumer. Do they have a place such as offer pad and open door like, uh, and then absolutely, yes, 100%. Because if I'm somebody who is for work, and I have to relocate within two weeks to another place, like open door offer pad is definitely a place that you, you should definitely consider but when a conglomerate such as like Zillow comes in and tries to just change everything one flip flip the whole the whole uh, industry upside down right. it bit him in the ass and yeah. rightfully so but yeah. at the same token everyone's gonna learn from this everyone's gonna make adjustments and did it delay realtors from being obsolete yes but for how long that's, that's yeah. a question to be had. That's the big, yeah. Question,
0: yeah. That's the bisqu- big question. I doubt And what if, I, what if they succeeded? That would have been, no, it's I mean, They're
2: going to succeed. Like yeah. realtors, unfortunately is going to go by the wayside. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of time. Not, it's not a matter of like, if it's a win. And,
3: right.
2: and so, um, I, I'm not a fan. The more that the consumer has information, the better it is. And those us realtors that are able to uh, survive it will be able to profit more because as of right now, we're I, th- I think at like 20, 20 to 22,000 licensations for this for the for Central it's, Florida. It's more than that.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, just, my
2: God. That's just aura. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That's so, so sickening. But I'll all make right. it even
1: worse for you. So Chris is making pains of of terrible, you know, agonizing. He's on, uh, you know, his last breaths. But so Central Florida Metro, which covers all the way from Volusia County all the way down to Osceola Kissimmee area, Disney yes. and whatnot.
2: And keep going. Um, oh yeah, Orra.
1: yeah, in, in, into Hillsborough a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. which is Tampa. Um, so that's two point four million people in the Orlando Metro. So Aura, which is the Orlando Regional Realtor Association, has like twenty four thousand agents. Now that doesn't include the Osceola County regional. That doesn't include Brevard County. That doesn't include Space Coast. That doesn't include the West or East Volusia County realtors. So when you include all of them, we're talking almost 50,000 realtors for 2.4 million people, which means more than 1% of every single person has a license. Compare that to how many doctors are in the same area? What, a thousand? Mm
3: Right.
1: How many lawyers? A thousand? Two thousand? Yeah. You know. Every everybody you can throw a rock into a crowd and you'll hit three realtors.
0: I agree 100%. Yeah. Oh,
1: but so how, which one hundred percent everybody has, has a friend
0: that's a everybody has a friend that's a realtor it yes. seems yeah. like. But as a consumer, it's so important to
2: like ask around, like cool. if you want to give your friend like an opportunity, awesome. But if, well. right. if you want some, someone that's going to give you quality or someone that's going to actually go to the bat and has the experience, you need to look and, and, and evaluate like right. who different, at least, at least three,
3: be, like, right. well, but three of them are going to, are going to be bad.
0: You just, you just have to ensure that. If your friend is a realtor, because I have, I mean, obviously I have friends, I'm a pretty popular guy, but, uh, you have to ensure that your friend who is the realtor can do the job mm-hmm. that needs to be done. So mm-hmm. yes, if you have a friend that, cause we always reference like, Oh, your friend, that's a realtor, stay away. Don't stay away. Make no. sure he's going to do the right job. And if he, you know, or she, sorry, they, whatever, okay. um, yeah. Zer. <laughs>
3: yeah sorry
2: sorry and uh, anyways but like you're right but if if they are new then uh, and ask them do they have a mentor that -hmm. they can reach out to to help uh, uh, facilitate when things start getting a little hairy so because everyone starts new and i'm not about dishing a new person but Mm -hmm. like if you want to give your friend who has a license and is brand new an opportunity 100% do it, but also ask them: Do they have a mentor? Can they rely on their broker? And if the answer is no, can we find somebody that Mm -hmm. can give you a referral?
3: Yeah, at least you get paid
1: for it. I'll I'll take two of those. So I, uh, I had a buddy who said, "Hey, man, my my cousin, my direct cousin, who lives down the road from me, is a realtor." And I said, "That's great." Is he experienced? He goes, "He sells homes for 99.8% of list price." I said, okay, that's great. How long is that timeline? He goes, oh, he's been doing it all this year. I was like, bro, everybody's selling it for 100 to 101% this year. This is last year. And I said, I've been selling 99.8% list price since I started six years ago. That is my rolling six year average. And yeah. as soon as I said that, he goes, oh, you're the, you're the agent, buddy. You're, you're taking it. Um, but then mm-hmm. to Chris's point, I, I'm mentoring uh, an agent within Century 21 on Clark, and he, he had a listing appointment in the the seller goes hey man I, I loved your stuff your marketing was on point I mean him and I drilled it he was a an agent cold well before he came over but mm. um so he kind of knew how to do it so he he drilled the listing appointment absolutely crushed it but the yeah. guy goes you've never sold a home before like you've never listed a home before and he yeah. didn't know how to come back so he came back he called me and I said you call that seller right now and you tell him you have a, a mentor who sells eight million a year every right. year and has been named top 20 under 40 realtors in Orlando who beat yeah. cancer, who did all of this. You tell him,
3: I will help you <laughs> in any way you need. Man. And, you to to <laughs> and nice. he wears a kilt. <laughs> yes, and he all wears right. a kilt. So,
1: so I told him, like, I was like, you use our broker's stats, you use my stats. All of fail, this. Bro. yeah. Like, I'm we're... in your corner, therefore, yep. you are me.
2: Right. James, right. Jared, didn't, didn't, didn't our broker say that we're top three now? For Century Twenty One office,
0: I don't listen to the the monthly reports. um, (laughs) I I watched it, but I forgot. But it was yeah, it was like top three, and James is gonna kill us for not knowing. Yeah, I think we're 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 the top three for for
2: a Century Twenty One office in Central Florida. And top three, and we've only been in Century Twenty One for six years, bro. No, five.
1: Well, yeah, Century Twenty One, yeah, because I started six years ago, and the the firm was a year
2: old when I started. Same, yeah. I yeah, was with, yeah. it was before Century twenty one. it
0: was Alton Clark. Clark Realty. That's right. With the lion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so George, George said on here, you know, the industry is oversaturated with agents, uh, now and has been since, has been the, 2006, since 2006 the 2006 the yes. 2006 housing bubble.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I agree. 100% George. It's yeah, oversaturated.
1: So the interesting thing is it hasn't been saturated since so there it was saturated back then don't get me wrong i'm not saying that right but licensing in 2010 dropped to like 12,000 for the area because nobody could sell a home right unless you were doing Mm, foreclosures and hating life and contemplating suicide you weren't a realtor anyway you you dropped your license and it was about 2016 17 that people started getting their license again um so we did see a huge u-shape uh but it is 100 percent oversaturated then, it's oversaturated now, 100%. Definitely. There's too many agents selling too few homes. And with the inventory so tight, it's even even more multiplied.
2: Yeah. And a lot of those, there's even complaints coming through saying that, oh, um, they don't have opportunities to, to gain business. And it's just a, a, a lack of workmanship to it all uh I, I say
1: tough i mean the inventory is what it is like
2: yeah and you I, and just I, have so, to put it through
1: this is the first yeah. time that i've told people not to get a real estate license i've always told people if you're going to work hard you can make six figures no problem but
2: i have actually I dismissed it 100 percent. i told people yeah. to like don't get your, your I, estate. i tell them the same thing. i
1: say don't do it like here and here's why right orlando sell like winter springs as a whole sells a thousand homes right so kim coburn sells like 100 of winter springs i sell 20. there's only then there but there's five thousand agents in the city right so theoretically there's not even enough homes to go one a piece and yet i'm selling 20 of them right you can't you can't compete with me you, i can't compete with kim coburn
3: yeah you know right so at that it's, point it it's tough. a tough market yeah
2: it, it really is but thing is like we are a trillion dollar industry mm-hmm in florida you can break down the numbers i don't know exactly what kind of an industry part of that trillion dollar industry becomes but it's it's astronomical given our our average or median price point is in the high threes right now so it's everyone has a place for it you just have to put in the work and the time and the diligence and you have to be patient. We're we're in a society of this right here. We want we want everything right now. When reality yes. is like you have to put in the work and you have to be willing to understand that the anomaly is going to get six figures in one year. Mm-hmm. The majority mm-hmm. will get six figures in 10 years. Right. If they make And it. if they make it. Yeah. And the average yeah, turnaround is money. and the average turnaround is what um three. One, uh th- 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 three three yeah. Yeah. Um, three years. Yeah. It's like
1: 92% of people who go to real estate school will not be selling a home or have a license in three years. And and Chris, I just looked it up. So in 2020, 300 and we'll call it 311,000 single family homes were sold. So if Orlando has 24,000, that makes it 12.9 homes per agent just in Orlando for the entire
2: state of Florida that sold 3, 311.
1: So when you include twenty four
2: thousand agents,
1: and when you include West and Volusia, when you include Osceola, you you bump that number to fifty thousand. I mean that already drops the the number down by by half. So that's six six homes in just Central Florida per agent for the entire state. Yeah. And when you start including the Panhandle, Miami, I I think the 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 actual number for homes sold total for realtors is like one point four or something like that. Yeah. and yet Chris and I are selling 40 a year how do you compete with that
3: yeah
2: it, it, it's it's time it's consistency it's diligence it's small micro habits mm-hmm. that accumulate into big wealth um and that's that's why we do what we do but it, we also don't sacrifice in te- uh, integrity like mm-hmm. our character we do not Can't. we never we never deviate we never sacrifice and that's why I have quality service awards so like I had the fun side and I had the serious side.
3: I'm even trying to
2: find
1: my, my stuff. Man, I don't think I got my big Centurion award yet. <laughs>
2: uh, but oh, this actually, year, yeah, this year. What you should. I got.
1: Yeah, I haven't got a Centurion, but I got the emerald this year.
2: <laughs> nice, dude. Man, I'm or on my. Year, I, I, I should be getting a uh, the emerald. This year.
1: Yeah, this year I I won't. I don't think I'm gonna get it this year. I I honestly I think <laughs> you're the top agent this year, right? No. No. Outside no. of in our office, I know uh, uh, what's her name? In... Regina. Regina over in Lake.
2: No, but i yeah. will talk about in our office. Um, Dave McCarter. Really? Dave? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he um his strategy is uh for sale by owners um and expired listings and uh what he offers is uh, a limited service mm. so um that helps him pay the bills because that's his that's his strategy and he's got to do what he's got to do uh whereas i'm a full i'm a yeah. full service agent so there's some caveats and pros and cons to both sides of things yep. but um as a stance he has kind of like the top and then I'm like second and then I think it's um I think it's you. Is it I think uh, you and you and I are like neck and neck.
1: Really? Like I said I don't go to the monthly meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on.
2: Uh yeah I'll break ten this year. Um I won't so you beat me by far. Yeah. It's because you have other endeavors, sir, in the form of <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> cryptocurrency. Yay. Yeah. Is there so back
0: any, to yeah? Is there anything more we need to talk about with Zillow? I like, I know we're we're we I don't know how much further we can stretch our arms and pat our own backs here, but uh, I can't imagine people watching uh, yeah, this. Yeah, we were t-
1: we were talking about the aftermath, so we hit the lawsuits. Yeah. Um, oh, so one thing I did make on the the show notes for me. Uh, yeah. I already said it. So right now, investors are twenty three point five percent of all sales in Orlando um and so with zillow going down investor purchases going up you're only going to see the inventory get tighter and as that billion dollars gets offloaded to institutional investors and they will never see the light of day again inventory again will get tighter Mm -hmm. regulations from cities not allowing multifamily housing will get tighter yep um and and the one thing that people really don't think about so we have affordable housing programs in our state in the form of the sadowski trust the programs you see on the county level they have a cap a state set cap of two hundred and nineteen thousand dollars and it excludes condos so that limits you to townhouses because you can't find a single-family home for $219,000 in
2: central Florida no, unless you go yeah. out.
1: Unless you go into the boonies, or it's going to need a lot of repairs, which a lot of 1st yes, right. home buyers will not purchase yes. for good reason. Right. For good reason. For
2: for great reasons. <laughs> great um, reasons.
1: But that two nineteen is just not keeping up with the market. That should be at least two eight. The conventional loans just went to what six eighty seven yes. this year. Uh FHA yeah, just, went to four thirty
2: five
1: um, or something.
2: It was is right around there. Give it take a thousand or two.
1: So the government has said a first time home buyer using FHA can buy up to four hundred and thirty-five thousand, but our state government in Florida has said two hundred nineteen is the most we'll do. It's not sustainable.
2: No. The
1: middle class will continue to lose grip on American homeownership. And that's And it's depressing.
2: It's extremely yeah. depressing because the middle class is like so wide and they just wanted to go. It seems like that. It yeah. seems like they just want to go with this, whether it be go go north or go south. We've never had more millionaires being than today yeah. than and today. Like on a on a daily basis, we've never seen more millionaires on a daily basis in any time in recorded history. But the same token with that number going like this, they're going this, but they're also going south. Mm-hmm. The way the the way yeah. the inflation is going, like yeah. It's not helping. So George, um, yep.
0: I just actually just posted,
2: up. uh, Jared, throw that comment up. Yep. Yeah. I believe every good realtor has, has their niche, the area they work the most. I buy and sell homes often. I always try to find a realtor, uh, that is familiar. That is, that it, thank you that is familiar with the neighborhood. I won't use realtor that sells out a lot of homes in South Orlando to list my home, my home in West Orlando. And so that's,
1: yeah. that's an amazing, amazing piece. And, and I love George's, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I love George's outlook on this. He He just wants a good realtor. That's all yeah. he wants. He understands the value yeah. of a realtor. He understands the value of neighborhood leaders. And that's a beautiful thing. Like that is a an educated seller right there. Honestly, like I can't right, I yeah. can't fault him for
2: that. He, he he's done this. Not, he also has skin in the game as a realtor himself. No. So, he, he, so he, George
0: George is uh he's a friend of mine. So he he does a lot of construction. He actually he's one of the guys I wanted to have on the show about building homes and construction and and things like that. Oh, that's um, awesome. But he's he's not a a realtor himself. But he has bought. Uh, flipped a couple of homes, you know, several homes around Orlando, things like that. So. And, I, and uh, I think,
1: I think his point though, like I I live in winter
0: Springs, I live yep. and breathe winter Springs. I was
1: born and raised here. I know every single building. I know every single neighborhood. I mean, I was a dispatcher for 911. So Seminole County right. as a whole, I know very well. And yes. I, I was born and raised in, in winter Springs, therefore Seminole. So right. I feel very comfortable in the entire County, but I'll be honest, if you ask me to sell a home in Windermere, I'll do it because I have access to their numbers and I'm a finance guy. But right. if, if I went into an interview with George and says, James, you just don't sell homes in Windermere, I'd be like, bro, that's that's a perfectly valid concern. Mm, Realtor totally does. You know, that's great, man. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you.
3: Yeah. You
0: know. i understands- on the on the On the flip side of that though, we're in such a digital world, a digital age today that, you know, just because I live in new Smyrna beach doesn't mean I only sell homes in new Smyrna beach. I can go in, just like you said, James, I can go in and find stats on any County, any city, any zip code, any, you know, break it down however you want throughout the state of Florida. And I could be just as educated as any agent that lives in that particular area and, Dude, if just you do just of a
1: constantly. job. See, I, I disagree it, if you're doing this a one time. Like you live in New Smyrna. Now you could probably do it in, in Longwood or Winter Springs, because we have a lot of turnover. Right. Or at least we have ten percent. So you, you've got enough right. comps to justify. But in right. those neighborhoods that you don't see that turnover unless you are familiar with yeah, the area, correct. You could not correct. compete with Chris or I. You just couldn't. And correct. and conversely, I could not convert, uh I could not compete with you in the condo market for New Smyrna. Everything right. yeah kind of i don't know the, the, shit, kind of, the hotel yeah. the, what are they hotel aluminiums i i
0: can't right.
3: i can't yeah i mean there the there game. are
0: those those you know s- specific niches or that you know those specific areas but in general i mean the information is out there i mean i kind of look at it the information is out there if i want to go home go sell a home and in, in pearson or ocala or you know i've helped people buy homes down in punagorda uh, you know, whatever it is, you just, you do the research and you figure out what home, I mean, what homes are selling for you. Find the comps, you find, you know. Well, let me
1: let me give you an example that totally downplays that. So Winter Park, okay.
0: you have Winter Park,
1: uh, and actually we have an agent who used to live in this particular area, Sylvia. Um, uh. <clears throat> she she lived on this home that her particular home was worth gobs of money. And I won't say how much um, because of her privacy, but good a good amount of money. Not so. She asked me to help her with the comps. Okay, no problem. I looked right. at the comps. I was born in Seminole County. Winter Park is only twenty minutes from me, and I'm looking at the comps. I'm like Sylvia, this home went for X, and this home went went for Y minus three hundred. Like what the heck? You know, what's the difference between literally a street, and these are all nineteen fifties? They're all three thousand square feet, and yet they're right. selling for three hundred thousand dollars less. What the wreck. heck, you know? Wreck. And and she she explained the differences to me, and it made perfect sense. It was the builder who built them, um, and and that's all it was. Mm. The conditions, the quality, it was all the same, but it was the builder.
2: But when um, it comes to like the fifties homes, sixties, seventies, eighties homes, how do you how does a uh, a seller or even a realtor um, determine like the builder quality?
1: because the in winter park you know because they're established very historic neighborhoods um, and and once she told me that yeah. I went and looked at the records and sure enough she' yeah. was right Because she live there I and mean, she of course she know it
0: um, yeah and, and winter winter park is is pretty you know there's from one street to the next just like you said I mean there's there can be some huge hundreds differences of thousands
1: of differences for a home with an eyesight right so how just do you like deal with
0: that? just like well yeah, so when I helped sure. these... uh when I helped some clients buy a house down in Punagorda, it was right there on a canal. And, and I had to do a, a lot of research to figure out, okay, there's, and I didn't know anything about this beforehand, but there's a side of the canal, which is sailboat. I forget what the term was, but it's, it's sailboat friendly. And accessible then the right. other side of the yeah sailboat accessible, the other side was it's not, not. Yeah. that was something that I learned. And there's just like you said, James, there's you know, a, a 50 to $70,000 difference between whether you're on the sailboat side or not.
1: But what and, did we say uh, earlier? 20% of agents would have done that research. 20. Correct. So if your buddy's a realtor, what is he in that 20%?
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I could have, I could have, I could have right. just right. as easily gone into it and, and blindly said, sure, the house is worth X amount. <laughs> you should pay what they're asking. Or, you know, or, but I'm not in that, that 20 or that I, I'm in that 20% that did the research. <laughs> Almost killed yourself there. No, I know. I, well, I was in to to this think man's what, career. Right. No, right. <laughs> well, you know, um, so, but long story short, I'm in that 20%. I did the research and I was like, well, why is, cause I looked at it, I saw that there was a difference between, you know, this house here. And then on the other side of the road, literally there was a huge price difference. And I started, yeah. I, I actually called other agents down there and said, Hey, what yep. can you tell me about this house? What can you tell me about that house? You know? And they're like, Hey, this is on the sailboat side and that one's not. And I was like, Oh, okay. Write that down. Let me research that. Let me figure out what's going on. Yeah. So there, there's a learning curve, but the agent has to be willing to do the research. The work. yeah, but The see, work the, the other that goes into that
1: it. You could do it, but what you, took you hours, If I was a local agent, if I was an expert like George is saying, if I was an expert, that's going to take me six minutes. And who would you rather have sell your home? The guy who has to do five hours of research to learn one thing, or the dude who just knows it? I'm going. But it could also
0: it could also be the person that you maybe know personally who is going to do the research and you trust him more as a person. Or are you calling some random agent down in you know whatever city? Hey, get me the best deal. You don't know that agent. You assume Mm -hmm. he's going to, he knows the market. You assume you're going to do a good interview on him, or do you really trust your buddy that's going to do the research and do a good job and so on and so on. So it it depends on the person. And and yeah, it does. It does. I I think
1: that's the reason I was so successful so quickly is people know I'm big bro, Right. So, I'm they know what I'm gonna play. Big for brain, them. big bird. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you wear the kilt, you got the big brain. They're like, you know what, James is not gonna let me down on that. And yeah, right. and I'll be honest, you in just my, don't. You don't. In, in my six years, I have let down clients and I've eaten it. I've eaten uh, that money. Yeah. Um, you? you know, I, oh yeah. I so my one of my first deals, I screwed up a floodplain. Um, Ooh. The agent in the MLS put no flood zone. I looked, but it was like two pixels on the FEMA flood map. And I said, Oh, no, we're good. And we almost missed the closing date because we didn't have flood insurance. And then the lender, the final, the underwriter on the final approval looked and said, You need flood insurance.
3: And it was like
1: $2,000 because we didn't have a flood certificate. And so, oh, my
2: Lord. Holy shit. That could kill the DTI. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: I paid for the flood certificate and I told him, I said straight up, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if your house is high enough above the elevation. And if it's not, I don't know what I can do to rectify this. I I genuinely, you're gonna hate me and I can appreciate that. And it, it worked out, you'll
2: respect that. Now you yeah. you want to appreciate, I appreciate you hating me. <laughs> no, I mean, respect that they
1: It ended up working out the flood certificate, reduced their insurance down to 400 bucks a year. And it was perfect. Yeah. But I, uh, I still gave them a huge credit that I had not told them I would give because I felt bad. Genuinely, I let right. them down.
2: That's integrity. That's an integrity of the agent where you like you admit to a mistake, and then you own it without any yeah. like without any um like kickback or or uh what's the word i'm looking for where you like try to like dispute it no dispute yeah, i actually I had to do that earlier this year where it like I, it, it does hurt it hurts it hurts and not financially business. it hurts your soul that you let them down yeah exactly that's that too that's that's more uh but when you have to pull it out of pocket it also hurts so it's like yeah. kind of a double for sure yeah
1: i i had a seller who uh um she she ended up getting sued and it was nothing that we did it honest to God really wasn't we ended up settling out of out of lawsuit and I gave her I said listen I my broker has to take some amount if you can just pay me that commission to get him uh his uh his cut that he's happy with like I will waive the rest of my commission and I had no obligation to do that but I felt bad like she got sued over really nothing right and she's a single mom so yeah, you're right. It, it comes yeah. down just like George said. A good realtor has their niche. They know their market. Right. They know their area. Yeah. And they should refer out what they don't know.
0: And here's the thing, a good realtor when they when they do mess up and it, honestly, I mean, we're all we're all humans. We're we're all, you know, we're going to make mistakes at some point, but a good realtor is going to they're going to own up to it like you did. They're going to sacrifice part of their commission or maybe their whole commission to make it right and yeah and to be honest, I mean, that's, that for me, that goes a lot farther than, you know, the, the person that is just in it for strictly the money. They're not in it to do a good job. They're just in it. to be like, sure, I'm going to get you the, well, a good deal. Sure. Whatever. You he, know. Let's
2: be, let's be honest. We're all in it for We're the money. <laughs> We're all well, in it for the money, but there's integrity to yeah. it. And like what you could do too, is like, give us your last, uh, instance where integrity over ruled, like what this right. scenario called for. And like, everyone will have on the fly. That story, right. I have a story, yeah. James has provided his story, you have a story, Jared. So right. um, it, it, you can ask that question, like, what kind of integrity do you have, and someone, the agent should be able to put to provide a story on the fly?
0: Yeah, yeah. If
2: they can't, they haven't crossed that boundary yet. Or um, they just are not equipped. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that's a good way to wrap this up. But yeah, let's let's let's. We're wrap two it hours here. in. So I mean, so I mean, with
3: I'm with feeling, I, buyers, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Else.
2: I just poured glass number four, probably. So. Oh man. Oh man. Um, so man.
3: With, oh
0: boy. With, with <laughs> eye buyers, oh, I God. mean, they're they're not completely. Gone away. I mean, iBuyers buyers are still around. Zillow has they're shut down. One last question. I mean, do you think is there any chance Zillow will will step back, regroup, say, hey, we we did not do this correctly. Do you think they're gonna regroup and come back and say, let's let's try this again. Let's 100%. let's jump back in. You think so?
1: Hundred percent. It's it's too big of a market, and they've got infinite money, right? Wall it Street, is. they're an they IPOed, they're a publicly right. traded company. They have infinite right. dollars. Yeah, they will at some point. Their algorithm, they're going to change it. Maybe they, agree. they do to buyer agents. I don't know. Um, they will one hundred percent.
0: I agree hundred percent. I mean, because they can't let. I mean, if if places like OfferPad, OfferUp, RedFan, all those other ones, if they're still going to be taking a part of that industry Zillow is not going to sit back and no. let them not going to. steamroll they, no. that part too of much the industry money.
1: on marketing Correct. they spent too much money yes. on getting their licensing in every state yeah. for real estate, mortgage and title that's licensing right. in yeah. every state that's 150 Absolutely. licenses they got to pay for Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they're
2: they're they're not going away. Like I um like we've said, like it's 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 going to come back and it's gonna be with a vengeance. Like when that happens is and the the real tour itself, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And right. and everyone else that's in the field, they're gonna learn off of this and they're all going to adjust and they're gonna come back like twice as hard. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. So I'm taking James's yeah. advice. It's something that Bethany, my 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 wife and I, are looking at is an out. Like, yeah. that's just it. We're looking for an out. And um, for me personally, I think it's going to go into commercial. Yeah. Because that's one thing that they can't touch. It's because it's unregulated. It's 100% unregulated. <laughs> yep. And the deals are so much bigger. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, Damn. But that, that, I mean, that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, Zillow is going to stay around They're They're still here. They're, they're not out of business. They're going to be back in the iBuyer business. They're going to be competing at some point. It's not going to be, you know, this month, next month, whatever, but they'll, they'll be back. They'll be right. back. So, yeah. um, you know, once they clear up their lawsuits and they clear up the mess that, you know, they created for themselves and, and their, their CEO, Goes back to the bench. He recoups, and he's going to get another, you know, at bat. And he's going to come yeah. out there, and he's going to be swinging for the fences again. I, I mean, he's. I give he's it, Said it before. He, I, I give what? it two years.
2: I give it yeah. two years before they come back. They have to let the lawsuits run its course. Yep. And then during that time, during that interim, they're going to be planning, based yep. off of that, based off of the recourses of the lawsuits. Yeah. Yep. And then I they're going to go.
1: I won't, I won't give a time frame, but I will say that the CEO of Zillow is the same guy that founded Expedia. Yep. Yes. So yep. he basically put travel agents out of business, and yeah. it's all about information. That's all Zillow does yep. is information. Yep.
2: So, yes. So absolutely. and he's 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 so. a brilliant man. There's no discrediting whatsoever. But Zillow is a devil. Yep. Because <laughs> so. mama says so. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, there's also one thing I want to uh, I, I address, and James, I want to have you back on, and it's regarding uh, buyers, agents, commissions, and the DOJ. You think I know about that, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> you would so, be correct.
1: I've been following the two lawsuits very closely. M-
2: me too. So there's something else. That's something entirely separate that mm-hmm. I want to address because agents are out, but it doesn't say that listing agents are out
1: yeah and and that's also i mean we we talked to that zillow is really forcing the agents out there are multiple components that is changing the real estate landscape that the consumer has no idea and like chris brought it up the commissions are changing due to lawsuits we're getting changed because of nar we're having changes because of the federal government we're having changes because of competition there's a lot of variables going on behind the scenes that the consumer doesn't see that is yeah. effectively killing the realtor
0: yep right so, your right. local agent your best friend and you know and that's commissions that's how we that's how we survive that's how it is and we do
2: not exactly. make as much as you think we really don't yes chris so i mean and we we'll, you know just, <laughs> chris does know
0: <laughs> to be honest let's, i do know <laughs> let's let's do an uh an episode where we talk about commissions and where that money actually goes why you're paying it and And, uh, you know, because a lot of people, they look at commissions and they say, well, that's way I'm paying way too much money to, to these guys or girls or whoever to, to sell a house that's going to sell in, in one or two days, you know? So it's, it's an important topic. And a lot of people, I mean, I get a lot of comments about that. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, why, why am I paying you, you know, 6%, you know, three, you know, split by three and three, three to the seller, three to the, to the buyer. And. So, you know, we don't that have is, to get into it now. That I is see, a great I see, conversation.
3: I, I see my head you're, is you're, turning. I'm ready yes,
0: for another I two hours. <laughs> and I, yes, and I know, but I'm sure most people, I mean, it's Friday night. It's it's 941 at night. Oh, people are gone. And people are gone. Yeah, no, they're, they're already downtown Orlando. They, oh, they don't even yeah. know who we are anymore. So, um, but with that said, let's go ahead and we'll raise our glasses. night. Uh, raise nice. our glasses. Raise our glasses. <laughs> you you killed the bottle (laughs) oh god i've got a little bit a little bit Uh, but cheers y'all cheers to everybody i appreciate everybody (laughs) that continued watching and uh cheers to that
1: yeah thanks for thanks so much for having me on guys it was honestly a pleasure i had a great time uh, james we
2: would love to have you on more as our export realtor or ex (laughs) expert realtor expert Expert, yeah, I don't know. You
1: got to You got to remember, like you're you're giving me too much credit, man. I'll I'll take all your business.
2: No, no, that's, no. No, that's, no, Good luck,
0: James, <laughs> James James Evans and the the Kilted team. You can find them on Facebook. Real estate, kelt That's C E L T. So yeah. don't spell it okay. Like no, K, K. But you could just okay what <laughs> no. Kelton. Oh, okay. Yes.
1: And you just yeah, type no, in Kelton yeah. team. I'm probably going to pop up anyway. So it yeah, yeah. So you sure.
0: probably just, yeah, just go to Google. You can find him. You can find yeah. Chris Noon uh, on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Instagram. I put that the up back, backwards. But the Noon, Noon group, group, you can search for him. And then for myself, you can find me on Facebook, JDA Florida Homes. That's and a then on easy. YouTube, uh, JDA Florida Homes. Just do a search for JDA Florida Homes and you can he find me. He puts in real so, work on that YouTube too. Yes, you do. Uh, well, I've been, I've been slacking. Cheers a to bit, you, man. But, it um, happens, but you put in you know, work. I've seen some of those videos. Yeah, you do. You do a great hey, job. I love I your graphs. It. Everything, man. I appreciate it. Grow. I appreciate it. So, all right, guys. Well, I appreciate having you guys, and thanks for watching. And I hope you guys had enough to drink. Derek Allison, he popped in. He said, "Cheers." So, cheers to Derek. Thanks for stopping in, and we'll get. We'll see you guys next time.